0: You are listening to Any Given Sunday, a part of the Dead End Podcast Network. Please subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, and all other podcasting services. Please make sure you check out Dead End Hip Hop, Dead End Sports, Dead End Gaming, Is the Mic Still On?, Chris Platt's Strictly Hip Hop and Hoops Talk, and a host of other shows on our podcast network. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. You are listening to Any Given Sunday for Sunday, April 25th, 2021. I am your host Manny Brown. Joined as always by my co-host Josh Rodriguez. Josh, what's good? What's going on, Manny? Another week. Let's do another, it. Another another day, another week in the life, man. Living the American dream. Right? Yeah, are we? we living the American that. dream. You know, trying yeah. trying to anyway, right? You know, yeah. 40 acres that's and a mule, good old capitalism. That's what we're doing. That that's hey. That's the <laughs> that's the only way to look at it, right? You know, living right. the American dream.
1: Uh <sighs> yeah, whatever. Um
0: <laughs> What's up with you, man? How
1: are you? I'm good, man. Can't complain. Busy week of work, but it's over and I'm I'm just happy that it's the weekend, you know? Everybody's working for the weekend, they say.
0: <laughs> Everybody's working for the weekend. Uh weather is crap today. Uh we like I can't complain cuz we had two weeks of just beautiful, gorgeous weather here in the Pacific Northwest, so now we're getting the good old showers that we're used to and accustomed to. So, um today pretty much sucked but <laughs> i saw your son had a yes a basketball first basketball game. game very first basketball game he uh six-year-old elementary school basketball nothing 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 big yet
1: no nothing aau's bad. or okay. anything okay. yet but he'd, he'd, uh we'll, we'll, make we're make getting there
0: progressing progressing there <laughs> progressing there slow baby steps but he had a uh, no, last his first... game
1: on the back of his jersey like that was
0: fancy oh we made that we made that cause like this was oh, literally, awesome. this was literally like, Hey, you know, we're just getting a couple of kids from first and second grade, starting a basketball league and yada, yada. And I was like, okay, cool. Nick wants to play and sure. And I think he's still too young for AAU stuff, like real serious stuff yet. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, get his feet wet, let him practice, get up, you know, so he's been doing it. We've been practicing for like, you know, pretty much three months, three or four months. And, uh, today was his first game and, uh, you know, just been drilling into him, just the basic stuff: passing, dribbling. Right. You know, I mean, it was as it was as hilarious as six year old basketball can be. So, <laughs> oh man, a bunch of James Harden steps out there. You know, oh god, but, uh, yeah, but uh, <laughs> but no, no, he's 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 honestly like, and I'm not saying it because he's my kid. Trust me, because I if my kid sucked, I would tell you my kid sucks. <laughs> not that parent. Like my kid, if my kid sucks, please don't be that parent. Also, right. like everybody hates that parent. Uh, no, but he's got a good concept of the game. He, he has a passion for it. He loves it. He watch, he does good. watch it and he, he, he knows how to shoot. You know, he needs to work on his form. I mean, he's six, but you know, that, that right. comes with time. But, um, you know, he has a good idea. He's athletic. Like, you know. so he's, he's, right. he's, 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 he's got a concept of yeah. it. He's got, you know, he's still got to work yeah. on his dribble. Um, still got to work on passing. <laughs> I a mean, six, the, the, the normal things that like six year old, a six year old needs to work on. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But, um, Nah, he had fun. He had a blast. He enjoyed himself. And, uh, no. So hopefully this is the start of, uh, a long journey, him and his, uh, him and his basketball exploits. So yeah, yeah, got official Officially got a kid that's playing basketball, man. So it's awesome. Cute. That's cute. awesome. Uh, I, I'm sure people who listen when you're, when you have kids that play sports, man, it takes you to a whole, whole nother <laughs> level of just like crazy fandom. You know, yes, I am that parent too, that'll sit there and yell at officials. You know, nice i'm not i'm that guy i'm like Wait, what even today i'm like yo you called you know because you can't steal off a you can only steal off a pass not a dribble and okay. i'm just like what like that was that was not a dribble that was like a <laughs> <laughs> but i was very polite i was very polite i mean you know we're in a christian you know in a christian private school so you gotta be polite i can't be reckless manny out there but uh <laughs> <laughs> no nah, man he he had a blast. so it was, it was it was cool man it was cool uh how are things with you how's the family everybody uh
1: are you okay? Safe, healthy? Everybody's good. Um, yeah, same old man. Nothing new, nothing new in my life. I wish there was something new to report, but there's not.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, hey, man, that's no news is good news. A lot of times in true. The, on the life front, man. So, you know, that's yeah, always true. a good thing. So, yeah, working on, uh, working on different podcasts and, uh, I feel like I did a whole bunch of podcasts this week, even though I don't feel like I did much. Like I didn't do the baseball podcast, but. I did above the Yeah. Rim. yeah shout out to Just for having me on there. If you guys haven't checked that out, go check that out. Uh, I did a, a snowfall season finale recap with a, with a buddy of mine, uh, the mind of Ralph. Just go check that out on, on YouTube. So I did that. Uh, so I did a couple things, man. Stay busy it's on the podcast. Round, front, so. baby. I like it. Hey, man, you know, I'm trying to be the hardest working man in podcasting. One you. of them, one of them, right? Good for I'm you. sure a lot of people have that title. So yeah, trying to be, trying to be, but, uh, um, I guess it was a good week today, this week in, in, in the world. I guess we, you know, we finally got one. Um, Derek Chauvin got convicted. I guess we'll I start with I'm that. Speaking. We haven't spoken since then. No. Oh, no, shit. we have not. Matter of fact, I that think we Monday. predicted this pat last week on last week's show, we predicted, I thought I was, he was going to get off. Cause I mean, how could you not? Right. I mean, yeah. He's, he's a, he's a white cop in America and the American justice system. So of course you, you're, you're going to be skeptical. Um, I'll get your thoughts first. um what were just your thoughts on the whole verdict how it played out, and um you know how are your feelings on it like are you happy, bittersweet? you know, are you
1: just like whatever it's not enough? where are you at on on everything? Well, I mean, I am satisfied that the jury came back with three guilty verdicts. Mm-hmm. that was the right call, so satisfied about that, obviously. You know, for me, it's one of those things where it just because one cop was convicted doesn't mean that systemic racism is over. Like it doesn't mean that we solve the problem. And you know, this was one case where I remember when it happened. A lot of my conservative friends, a lot of my cop friends, were basically just like, "Oh yeah, he's this is murder." Like, like even even my most conservative and and the friends that I know who work as cops back in Rockland County where I grew up. They were upset after the Minneapolis riots or protests, whatever you want to call them, because the police station burned down and they're like, we we agreed with you that this guy was a piece of shit. He doesn't represent us. And look what you did. Now, all of a sudden, a year later, at least in conservative media, you have all these people defending him. And it's like this was the one case I thought that we could all kind of just rally behind and just be like, OK, the left can say that this guy was a murderer. The right is willing to admit that this guy was a murderer. Let's just let's just hash it out. He was found guilty. Let's celebrate. But of course, you know the hysteria of Tucker Carlson's, Candace Owens, Sean Hannity, Ben Shapiro, and all those type of guys. Just, I think that is what's upsetting me now. Where it's just basically like a lot of people on the right take their marching orders from these people. They take their opinions from these people. And I'm seeing a lot of people who I went to high school with and people back home where who who just have these opinions based off of what these people are saying it's like yeah what happened to what you were saying last year i thought this guy was i thought this guy was guilty i thought this guy was a murderer i thought this guy didn't represent all cops now all of a sudden you think he's in he's innocent because i don't know uh george floyd had something in his system so for me it just reminds me that like this is not going to stop man like i I, the way the media is and a a lot of times we talk about media being a problem like mainstream media like cnn and MSNBC, but like right-wing media is a cancer like, it just is like if they exist the way they exist and they should exist the way they exist, because we do have a country where, listen, whether we like it or not, there's going to be free media. Like they have the right to, you know, report whatever they see fit. But as long as that exists the way that it exists, as long as the right is what it is, like we're never as a country going to see out of this ever. Like I've I'm, I'm just I I gained hope with the verdict and I lost hope seeing conservative media freak out to the verdict. It just doesn't make any sense to me.
0: Yeah. I mean, everything you said is spot on. Um, it is funny though, that like how it changed from like one year to the next, right? Where it was like literally there was a consensus that I thought like everybody agreed. Yeah. But I, I think I've always felt though, I've always felt that the consensus was bullshit. Like I've always felt like that because I, I've, I've been always a little bit, I, you were more hopeful, hopeful. I don't even remember the shows we did last year. Like you were more hopeful on it than I was. I, I just kind of felt yeah. it as. I kind of saw it as in the moment because the video is like, how can you argue against it?
1: It is it is what it is. And no one did, you know. Right. And a lot of people use the Minneapolis Mm -hmm. protest as like, hey, we agreed with you this time. What's wrong with you? But now looking back on it, they didn't really agree with us. They just wanted to use that to shame the protest. Or or or
0: they 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 agreed that the killing was unjust. Right. But they use the the narrative of like the riots and everything that happened after that as like, see, this is why you can't agree with these people, because now all these things happen. And then it's like that, like somehow that devalues what happened with George Floyd and George or Derek show. Right. Right. Like, somehow, like because riots happened, that somehow devalues that, which is kind of stupid to me. Right. Right. Yeah. So, I agree. Yeah, it's it's. Yeah, man. everything that you said is spot on, man. Uh, I can't really argue with it. Although, like, I remember the shows we did last year and I was always kind of skeptical of like the quote unquote, they're on our side now. Not right. saying that or whatever, just in general, kind of the general consensus was right that like, oh, this time they can't argue against it. I never really bought that, man, because, again, these people all have their own angles and their own agendas that they're trying to push. And these people don't value black lives. They don't value people of color in at all. Not saying all of them, but a lot of them. And and no, yeah. I'm not even gonna say that anymore. I'm not gonna say, oh, well, it's not all of them anymore. If you honestly sit there and even try to rationalize this or try to rationalize this killing or try to rationalize anything that Derek Chauvin was doing or acting like, then you don't care about black lives. You don't care about people of color. You just don't. There's just yeah, there's just it's, no like, other way around it. How there's, how do you there's how, there's how no do you how do you square that anymore? Right? Like if you could literally <laughs> sit there and say, Yeah, but there's no yeah, but there isn't. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it's like I just never really bought it because I knew that A, there was a video. it it, Well, A, the pandemic. I really feel like a lot of what happened last year was the pandemic. I think there was a unique moment in the history of our country where literally everybody was home. Everybody was bored as shit and just was feeling some type of way. And then you see this happen, right? We're having a shitty year as, as it is. And then we see this happen. And I just feel like even if you wanted to say something, like even if you are the most staunchly conservative asshole out there, even you couldn't like, like I'll keep my mouth shut. Right. Well, yeah. You know, and then of course the riots and everything comes after that. And then it's like, that kind of gives them cover to be like, Oh, we'll see. This is why we don't support BLM because they're all a bunch of terrorists and Antifa and yada, yada, yada. And see, they're tearing up their own communities. All the bullshit that you, me, everybody that's listening has heard for you know, since the beginning of time, when it comes to this shit, so I just—I never really bought it, man. I, I never really bought it. I never really bought that this was going to change public sentiment because, again, people have agendas. People don't. It's hard for—it's hard for people in this country, white people, and—and and I don't even want to say white people because there's a lot of—we've talked about it on the show: Hispanics, it's Asians, it's a lot of it. It's a segment. No, there's even black people. Yeah, that's what I that feel like. Nah, like this is just a media narrative that police officers aren't killing people, yada, yada, yada. And it's like, if you're just but I'm specifically focusing this on the now non-black people. Like if you just can't empathize with this shit that's going on, then like when are you ever, right? Like if Trayvon Martin didn't do it that's for you. That's how I feel. Yeah. If 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 Tamir Rice didn't do it for you, George Floyd's not gonna do it for you. Right. You know? makia yes. brian isn't going to do it for you duante uh duante uh wright isn't going to do it for you like yeah. n- no one's going to do it alton you know alton start like n- th- all the one, names this one
1: was this one was sp- in particular though because like in a lot of the other cases it's, it's like well one was running one was a resisting one was, like you know what i mean george floyd literally like was as helpless as a victim as you could possibly have and then also you know during the protests and when all that happened like you're right we we're in a unique spot in history and i remember a lot of my conservative friends or a lot of like my centrist friends being like okay like i i've come around to it like i've mm-hmm. I, i've had that you know a lot of my especially centrist friends like i, I understand like why you're protesting back in 2016 mm-hmm. 2015 when eric gardner was murdered like i had a lot of centrist friends come my way and say that so for me now all of a sudden this verdict is happening and you know these people who were right-leaning who are all blue eyes matter all of a sudden Derek Chauvin went from he doesn't represent us to oh well well you know George Floyd did have something in his system or <laughs> as if know. like that justifies him yeah dying, and, right? I, I just think that like I think I get my hopes up all the time we're just kind of like I really want us as a country to come to an understanding with a lot of different things and this case in particular just me realize like if if we can't come to an understanding with it like if Candace Owens and Tommy Lauren and Ben Shapiro and Tucker Carlson are going off the deep end because of this case and people are following him off the deep end. We are lost
0: <laughs> They're just taking But they're just doing They're just They're just feeding Red meat to an audience Of just hungry savages Like yeah, I don't even but, feel like You know what Like I don't even feel like These conservatives Even believe this shit Like I don't even I, Like I deep down Don't believe that Candace always believes this shit But I think that Oh Candace doesn't No she, she doesn't She does But University she's University. She's a She's a She's, a, she's, phony, well, what she's a fake The audience does though Yeah the, the audience point. does there's And we've established that Yeah we've
1: we've established that There's though. a big enough audience To do that Like there's a big right. enough audience To give red meat to And that's what and that's I mean though I, That's I what I mean really they, they all have agendas though. That's what I mean. Yeah, they all I, have agendas. Like I was really hopeful we could we could have a conversation like with a cop who'd be like, you know what, that cop doesn't represent me, but okay, here's my perspective on certain things, and maybe you can come around to my like and have like a legit discussion. Like a cop maybe being like, you know, maybe you know, we are disproportionately killing black lives, but our, our job is made harder. This is how we can our job can mm-hmm. be like I I want that discussion. George Floyd seemed like it could have been that discussion, and then all of a sudden a year later. All the conservatives that I knew who, you know, said that this guy doesn't represent cops were either incredibly silent during the sentencing or all of a sudden were like, "Uh, you know, George Floyd had something in his body. I'm not really sure. You know what I mean? And And and
0: again, it's.
1: So it just, I just just lost, I just lost hope, like trying to convince people like in my head now, like I'm not even bothering debating people about this anymore. Like I know what I believe. I'm going to push push forward with the agendas that I want to push forward. I'm going to advocate for what I want to advocate. But as far as like trying to have conversations with my centrist and Republican friends about this stuff. I'm not gonna argue with you. I'm not gonna be mean to you, but I'm just not gonna have the conversations with you anymore. I'm done.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I feel you, man. Honestly, I'm done trying to change people's lives again, or trying to change people's minds. Like, if you, if again, there isn't a different. This isn't a difference of opinion. Like, if you don't believe my life matters, the people that look like me, lives matter, or my son someday his life may not matter to you, then we don't have anything to talk about. Like, there's just literally nothing to talk about. We can have a disagreement on Medicare for all. We can have a disagreement on trickle down economics. We can have a disagreement on climate change. We can have an agreement, disagreement on almost anything except this. Like, this just isn't, this just doesn't do it for me, right? Like, if you don't believe my life matters, if my rights matter, if I'm, if you see me as three fifths of a man, whatever, there's nothing else to talk about. You know what I am saying, like, and that's what they and and they don't understand that. Like, we feel this way. Like, there is just nothing. Because how do I, how do I, how do I sit down and find
1: quote unquote common ground or see the other side? There isn't. There is none. There isn't. I would have loved if someone was just like, hey, listen, I am conservative, I support the police, but this murder was bullshit. You know, the Tucker Carlson's of the world. They're like, acknowledge what that media is trying to do. Say you don't agree with it. And then say, "Hey, listen, I don't agree with everything that Black Lives Matter, but we can come to the table and have a discussion." But like, I would have been fine with that. I, we didn't even get that. Like, I, I didn't even get that. Like, there was there was none of that. It was just straight back to the uh, either silence, which yeah. basically to me is it, yeah, which is complicit. compliance. It's like it's yeah. it's it's so, you're complicit in right. the 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 situation, right? Right. So it's either that or it's oh, he had something in his system. Out. Which is, you know, again,
0: which bothers right. me because I hate that, like, that false equivalence, right? Like, where, you know, this justifies this. No, it does not. Again, George right. Floyd could have literally had a fucking barrel of fentanyl in his fucking system. Right. Who gives a shit? He did not deserve to die. Yeah. And specifically die in that manner. Yeah. He just didn't. So. I don't yeah, care. Like I, it, it, And again, it's always, it's always... You know, oh, well he would he resist it? Or he ran. Tamir Rice. Tamir Rice was a 14-year-old little boy that was playing with a toy fucking gun. 12. 12-year-old, 12-year-old, 14, 14 year old, a little fucking boy. It's a big difference between 12, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was disgusting. playing with a toy gun and he and, lost his life. And people still was like, Well, you know, where were the parents? Why did he have this gun? You know, no.
1: And for those of you who don't know the Tamir Rice situation, it wasn't like the cops got there and there was a standoff with a kid. The video is horrible, so you don't have to look it up, but I'm going to tell you what it is. The the cop, the kid was literally on the sidewalk with the toy gun just walking, and the cop car came, drove, like, full speed ahead, stopped right in front of him, hit the brakes, and shot him. Like, it wasn't even, like, they approached him slowly. Like, it was just literally, like, it was almost like a cartoon where it's just like, and killed the kid, a 12-year-old kid with a toy gun. Like, even... If the kid had a, re- I'm not even, you know, I'm not even justify because if if <laughs>
0: no, there's no just, justifying yeah. it, man. Yeah, I just again, I, this I, and like, I, we've talked if about you this if you thing,
1: don't see what's wrong with that, I I, I don't have anything to say. With, we we talked anymore. about
0: this many times on this show, right? It's like <laughs> there's no justifying this stuff anymore, man. There just isn't. Yeah, there isn't. Yeah. Again, I, a 12 year old boy lost his life for nothing. You know, George Floyd. Okay may have had a counterfeit bill, whatever. He was unarmed. He wasn't a danger to anybody else. There was like five other officers on the scene. He had to die. He literally had to lose his life. Like it was disgusting. And I hate this narrative of like, oh, cops have a fucking hard job or whatever. Like, oh, so do dentists. Dentists (laughs) have hard jobs too. Podcasters have hard jobs. Fucking teachers have hard jobs. Fucking, you know, Heart surgeons, nurses. Construction workers have hard jobs. Yeah. Like a lot of people have hard jobs. That doesn't justify you killing people. Right. Like if fucking dentists were going out here just committing malpractice and just killing people. Literally, just killing people on the chair. We would literally be like, yo, fuck the dentist. This shit needs to stop. And like I think everybody in unison would be like, yeah, this is fucked up. That dentists are actually going out here killing people. Not like, right. oh well, you know, he had a cavity and then the dentist didn't know what to <laughs> do. And like, what the fuck? Like wh- wh- what? Or like, oh well, they made him open a practice in the hood, and maybe he felt uncomfortable. Like, no, like trying to justify like you being bad at your job. Like, it's it's just beyond me. It really is. It's like there's just like how do you how do you sit there? And I'm using Tamir Rice because, again, he's he's a child, so it's for for a fact. But any of this shit, Alton Sterling, Michael Brown, like any of this stuff, like how do you continuously just, and I'm talking to the people on the right, people in the center, like how do you continuously justify this? And I tell people, when I used to have debates about this, I'm like, George Floyd was somebody's father, somebody's son. How do you sit there and talk to these people's family and say, you know what? Yeah, sorry. Whoops. Our bad. Like- how how do you like i can't even i can't even put myself in the in the zone to be Tamir rice's parents <sighs> like I, I i i can't yeah. I, and and it, and again it hits me hard because again, I have a child, I have kids now, so it even it heightens this yeah. to a, to the ultimate degree for me right like I can't even sit there and even try to think how I would rationalize having someone sit across me and tell me, yeah, you lost your son because he had a toy gun
1: like how and how do you then, and even just see it? the footage of it is even to see and the seeing footage the footage of it and
0: then yeah. this going to trial these police officers getting off and you have people in the media people on the right center whatever justifying it oh well this or oh cops have hard jobs who gives a fuck again construction workers have hard jobs right that doesn't also mean different. they should like not right. finish the roads I mean, correctly so people could crash and die like it, it doesn't it, it just, then, it's just it's stupid
1: Yeah, and then if you even if you're the one person who believes in due process, like for instance in the Tamir Rice case, the U.S. Justice Department didn't even want to hear the case. Like that, like that's another thing that's just like so infuriating. Where it's just Mm -hmm. kind of like, well, if you believe in due process, if you believe in certain things, like that, like we're not we're not even getting that far. Right. But I think for me, you know, I've I've really have for the past maybe few months or so been trying to understand the conservative mindset, and I. Just because I, I feel like we're different people sometimes. And I've I come to the conclusion that we really are. Like I think conservatives really they value law and order. They 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 value order. They uh value a set of rules. And if you Which is them, bullshit. I love not but, but, but like there's 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 consequences, right? Right. So like for them, it's like there's a cop in my head, in my mind, I used to think that cops became cop the good cops became cops because they wanted to make a difference in the community the good cops don't they don't join the force to make a difference in community they join the force to keep order within the community that in a, in a conservative's mind that's what a good thing yeah. is see as liberals as progressives for us we value change we we fight for what's right if something is wrong we try to fix it we advocate for what's right. In a conservative's mind, what's right is following the rules, following basic order. And if you stray from that, there's going to be consequences. Our and, job is not to our job is not to dictate what's right and what's and, wrong. Our job is to be told what's right and what's wrong. And if you violate what's right or what's wrong, there's consequences to be paid.
0: Which That's, and, and
1: that. even that is bullshit to me because it's like they use oh, law and order. It. And I was, was yeah. that? I disagree with it completely. Yeah.
0: No, no, I know you do. I'm just saying, yeah. even that I'm just, again, I'm talking to the conservatives. Yeah. Even that is bullshit because they value law and order. But yet January 6th happens. Right. Which is literally like the, the most heinous shit you can do beyond maybe like killing people. Right. Is just like literally
1: planning an insurrection and a coup of your government. Like literally it's, it's like it's the worst domestic terrorism act that we right. had in our country.
0: Like Like they value domestic law and order. They value law yeah. and order. But they're the first ones to, you know, attack a cop if a cop tries to arrest them. Right? The they're the first they, right. Or they're the first ones to plan an insurrection. Or they're the first ones to, you know, basically go ape shit when something doesn't go their way. Right. So it's like it's bullshit. All of this is bullshit. I- I'm sorry. Like no, I agree. I, I-, I think phony. I think it's a bunch. They're I phonies. Think- and I said, I just don't mind care mind. about black people. Let's just right. call it like it is. They don't give a shit about black people. That's what it is. If it was blonde, I've said this before in private, and I'm saying it on air. If it was a bunch of blonde fucking women across this country getting shot by the police, the police would be abolished tomorrow. If literally blonde women were out in these streets being pulled over, held at gunpoint at you know at a grocery store, whatever, and lives were lost, and it was blonde-haired white women." Police officers would not exist. They wouldn't. It would take five. What do you take five? It would take two, and and they would abolish police nationwide. No, I they agree. don't give a fuck about black people. Like, just be real. Like, they don't care about no, black I, people. I, agree. I, I they listen, don't. I, care, I, they don't
1: give a shit. They don't. They don't. And I, I agree with you on that. And my thing is, like, I'm I'm past that point where mm-hmm. at the point where it's like I told you, about, I don't want to debate anymore. I don't want to argue right. with these people anymore. But what I do want, I do want to try to understand them. And what I'm coming to realize is that we literally like. I used to look at conservatives and I used to look at Republicans as like people who we kind of shared the same values. It's just that they didn't have the same information as Mm -hmm. I do. So therefore, they couldn't come to the same conclusions as I did. But if I kept giving them the information that eventually they'd find they they would figure it out and be like, and they would be liberal or they would be more progressive. That's not the case they nah. look at the world completely differently than we do just, they just we can give them all the information we want we can we can show them stats we can show them studies we can show them everything but the way that they interpret information and the way they look at the world is completely different than the way that we do and i don't know i don't know how to reach someone who who sees things more black and white than a bunch of nuance and gray area
0: yeah, Unfortunately. I, I yeah, I don't know how to reach someone, and I'm honestly I'm not trying to because again, this is not a situation where I'm trying to convince anybody. If you can't, yeah. and again, it's just like it's just basic human empathy. Like, right? I've never known a Native American person, to my knowledge, right? Like, I've, I'm sure I've interacted with folks that I, I didn't know were natives or whatever. No, I I have. Uh, correction, correction. I stand correct on that. Like, I have, but I've never like actually had like a close relationship with someone that was native or whatever. Like. I'm not talking about like, oh, I have like one eighth Native, like true Native American people. I don't know anybody that's, or I haven't really close relationship or close ties with anybody that's Native American, right? If suddenly a report came out that Native Americans were being slaughtered by the police nationwide, just basic human empathy would just like, damn, that's fucked up. Like, damn, that's not right. We should do something about that. I don't care what the circumstances are. That's not right. When Asian people, that was recently in the news. I said the same thing. That's fucked up because injustice anywhere, injustice somewhere is an injustice anywhere, right? It doesn't matter who it happens to. It doesn't happen if you're white, black, blue, gray. It doesn't matter, right? And it's like, it's just basic human empathy. Like if you can't even no, just sit there I and understand, it. it's just, it, I, how do you even have a conversation with these people? Like how, like how, because if I, you can't I, even I sit know. there and comp- like if you can't even understand that, like. This is just basic human empathy. Like, this, George Floyd, it doesn't even matter that he's black. Yeah, George they, Floyd could have been your yeah. cousin. He could have been your right. uncle. He could have been your brother, son, whatever. To me, Tamir Rice. Not same thing. But not but not theirs.
1: The cop could have been their brother. The right. Cop exactly. Because
0: uncle. they don't care about black people. They don't yes. care. They, they, they can't. They don't care. They say they do. They think they yeah. do. They don't give a shit about black people. They don't. They don't care about people of, skin, of that same color. They just don't. They don't care. Yeah. yeah. It's obvious now. Like, yeah that, that's obvious what and, and, and you know just, what and, and my, the thing that pisses me off is just be honest just be real say you know what i don't like black people right i think they should all die I, yeah and i and i would at least respect it
1: that you're honest but or when that, you sit there and you try to I make just, it be, or just say i can't empathize with them like for some reason i see myself as the cop rather than the black person right just say something like that
0: if you if you would say that i would say you know what I, it's still shitty and i i can't stand you and you're a piece of shit yeah. but i would at least respect you for being honest but when you sit there and make it, oh, well, we're about law and order, but yet yeah, you support January sixth, or oh, we're about law and order, right. but you know you're the first one to, to to pack heat when some shit doesn't go your way. Like I'm just, I'm sorry, I, but I yeah, just... but, but
1: yeah, but my thing is like with conservatives, you ever realize like they don't have solutions for anything? No, and this no, but, but they this don't, is, but this, but this is what i was speaking to the like conservative mindset, right? So it's kind of like, well, how do you how do you fix certain problems, right? How do you fix the gun culture in America, right? Like how how do you on one hand say that cops have a difficult job because they're afraid that, you know, someone they're pulling over might have a gun and then advocate for everyone in the con- in the country to have a fucking gun. <laughs> like th- that's like that's literally exactly. that's like exactly. So, y- so-, so you're saying that a cop's job is hard because when they pull someone over, they don't know if they have a weapon. Yet you want everybody in the country to have a weapon. Right. So now you want everybody to think of a cop. So wherever you go, with some wherever you go. Right. Now you have to assume that everybody has a weapon like their their logic is i always i've I've been saying this like for a long time and I've, i've really i really do think this i think there are just a lot of conservatives are conservatives because they don't logically think their arguments through and i think you see a lot of people go from conservative to liberal because they start actually thinking for themselves and they they take that next step and they take back take back that layer and they might see something like george floyd and say like damn like maybe they don't maybe the people i vote for really don't care about black people and they start asking questions why start asking questions why because to me if you keep pulling back layers in this country at least there's just there's just no way logically you could be conservative because none of none of their arguments make any sense then on top of on top of that they don't really push for any policies and that's what i was saying before where it's like if you're conservative in this country you're fine with the party doesn't push any policies because you're fine with order that's all you care about is order you don't want to mess up the order why would I want different policies? Why would I want policy when all I want is the status quo? And that goes back to our argument, where it's just kind of like, well, if we show, if if we show these conservatives or, or this person from Nebraska, hey, this is Medicare for all. Like, don't you want this? Don't you want this? I don't think we can change their minds because I don't think they think in the same. In, in the same way that we do see I, so I, I, I think they're just totally different people I think they I think they see the world differently I think they they interpret inf- information differently and the ones that don't end up being progressive later on in life
0: I agree with everything that you said until the final part there okay where and, and you, we we always disagree on that part because I feel like yeah. this is a cultural issue and like anything policy perspective is 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 more of a legislative issue right but how can you it, how can you be cool with a party that has absolutely zero policy? They don't, well, they don't. They, they, I, I know this. Like the the more and more you, you, you pull the threads off of it, you just realize that the conservative agenda is bullshit. Like it's always been bullshit. Like it literally has always been bullshit. Right. right? Like, like, like even like the conservative hero, Ronald Reagan, he literally was a president of an administration that was literally funneling drugs into this country to fund secret wars. But he's also Law and order, and also was running a campaign called, you know, say no to drugs. So like, (laughs) like you can't write this shit. Like you really cannot write. You can't script this shit. Like it's it's there. Jokes write themselves, right? Um. So yeah, I I understand that the conservative agenda is bullshit by definition. My issue, my thing that I've always said this is like to me, the 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 Black Lives Matter thing and like and Medicare for all are different. Yes, there's elements of cultural aspects to it but at the end of the day one is fully a cultural thing and one is a policy thing for me like one is because black lives matter doesn't affect a woman in north north i'll say it nebraska right i think that's what the state we use right nebraska yeah that's Nebraska. like like, if you're a if you're a conservative mom in nebraska you could give a shit about black lives matter you can't because none of your kids are black you'll never have to go to bed at night worrying that your fucking child went to a basketball game and on the way to the basketball game some cop felt right. threatened by his by his mere presence or right. some white woman felt mere, you know felt threatened by his mere presence right or some but you some you George know
1: everybody in the in the police right. department in your small town
0: right Right. So it doesn't it doesn't affect you. But a Medicare for all may affect you differently because we all know someone in our families that may need healthcare or whatever.
1: So that's why like that's where I square. And it's not it's not exactly a perfect argument. I get that. No, I get it. But I, I just think that I, I agree with you on that, Access. My my thing is it's it's not a conservative's nature and it's not a conservative's mindset to say, Okay, so let me advocate for change because that's an antithesis of what a conservative is. They they don't do that. They, they don't just kinda they don't they kind of unless it, it affects them they accept yeah, uh, they accept the world for what it is and they just live within that world Conser- conservatives don't like do socialism
0: it. but they'll take a fucking stimulus check
1: because they don't know what's socialism oh,
0: <laughs> true <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> okay you got me there to, to a point but you know some i i'm, I'm not some do some understand some do. You give them the benefit of the doubt that they don't know. I, I think they know. I think they know their shit is bullshit. I think they know it. I think think some of them do. I think they do. Like, I I think, I know people that literally do not like any socialist, any democratic socialist policies at all, but will fucking sit there and scream to the high heavens the the day their fucking stimulus check clears or their financial aid clears or, you know, their PPP loans (laughs) clear or whatever. Right. Like, and it's like, you do know that this is all an element of socialism right like you like legit textbook definition yeah of no i, I and it's like I, I get, but, I but again understand. it doesn't bother them because when it affects you right? right like it's like
1: like conservatives hate big government until you need government well conservatives love big government by the way they just don't know it's big government right like they're, cool, they're cool with farm subsidies like right, exactly. you want to order wall right. like you want tax cuts and you want the deficit to pay you exactly. love you like exactly. a heavy military spending you love big government wasn't
0: like, it Ted Cruz that like refused to give New Jersey aid for <laughs> yep. uh Sandy yep. but then yep. when Texas needed fucking aid then he yep. then he like was mad that like it's like again it's like again it's like, again, it's like stop My thing is like, yo, let's start calling shit for what it is, bro. We have been, we have been lately. Me and you have, but I'm saying people in general, like, let's start calling shit for what it is, bro. These people that debate black lives and blue lives, they're just fucking. They don't care about black people. It is what it is. A lot of
1: them do. I I agree with you that. What do What do you think about like a religious person, right, who is pro life? So, but they don't want they don't want any like contraceptives. They don't want any like they don't want funding for Planned Parenthood. That is proven to decrease the amount of abortions in the country right so you're pro-life but you don't want any policies passed to decrease abortions I, my thing is is that i don't think they care about decreasing abortions they just want people punished for having abortions because it's against the order and it's against the rules right they have no type of desire for any advocacy absolutely it, it's not it's not up to them to change the law it's not up to them to take actions to try to prevent abortions right abortion is wrong period and those who do who take part in that should be punished and i'm going to live in a society that does that because i think abortion is wrong it's not up to me to advocate for change that's right. how our conservative thinks that to them is honorable and that to them is the right value system to have right so that's so, so to me, it's just kind of, I, I don't know how to convince a conservative who's been religious all their life, who may not be racist, who, you know, just goes to church every Sunday, who's pro-life, that like, hey, listen, if, you know, if if you really want abortions to stop, like, you would be in favor this of is, Planned Parenthood. This is the funniest you would part be in, for me. But, and, and it's like, but for them, it's like, well, to them, contraceptives are wrong. To right. them, you know, defunding Planned Parenthood is wrong. Right. right it's 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 like this order thing that they can't like they can't get around fetishize with it it's like a fetish with order yeah and i'm just starting to realize that like you and i like that's a good point that's a good point if if, if you and i have like this issue with something our first instinct is like what the fuck can we do to change this shit and let's do it right now like that's that's and that is a progressive instinct that's a liberal instinct a conservative instinct is not that a conservative instinct is Hey, well, that's just the way the world works. And whoever breaks those rules, we're just gonna have to punish them. It's not up to us to kind of change it. You know, I wish there were. They they probably do wish there were less abortions. They wish nobody had abortions, just like you and I do. We don't want to see that happening. But it's not up to them to change it. That's the way the world is. That's how the world works. Those are the rules. And whoever does it should be punished. I've always felt like people, but this is this is
0: the funny part, right? I've always felt like Religious people are the biggest phonies, are the biggest fraud. This might be sacrilege. Some people may listen to the show, but I, I'm, yeah. I'm, hey, I'm feeling some type of way tonight. Um, <laughs> um. I feel like, I feel like religious people are the most phony, full of shit people out there because I, I, I'm not going to say everybody, I'm not going to generalize, I'm going to say every religion and every person in every religion is like this. You have but to ignore like...
1: hypocrisies in order to be this religious, but I'm sorry to cut you off. But yeah, go ahead.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I really do. And, and, I've, I've only seen it more because I married into a very Christian conservative family mm-hmm. and my wife's family, right? And I see it and it's like, these people are frauds, not people that I'm just in general. Like these people are frauds. Like you will see people you'll go to church with and they're against abortion. They're against all of this, but then like they'll be having extramarital affairs or right. they'll be doing things that just like, I don't think God agrees with that. Like, I don't think there's anywhere in the Bible that like says God approves of that. Maybe, maybe I'm, I'm I've never but, read the Bible. But God knows my heart. And he knows in my
1: situation, it's a little different. It's not the same right. situation.
0: As or, me. or, or they'll do the worst shit imaginable. And then you'll sit there and say a Bible verse and repent. And that's it. <laughs> the debt is cleared. Right. Like, really? That, that's all it takes. Just know, that's yeah. it. No actual change behavior. Just literally like, you know, just repent. Got it. Um, so Listen, religious people to me are the the ones that make me the most sick because they're the most full of shit phonies out there. Like they don't give a shit about this shit. You're right. It, it's it's a it's an order thing. It's a fetishizing yeah. it's fetishizing order. They don't really want to actually fix this. They don't even want to get into the actual nuanced issues like why are abortions up? Why are women having more sex? Why like, they don't even actually even want to address it from that perspective? They're just like, oh well, we don't agree with this because the good book says we don't, so we shouldn't. So you shouldn't. Yeah. Right. Premarital sex is wrong. So why would I even promote? Like, I don't like Zaxby's, right? Like, I don't, uh, this is a false equivalence, but follow me here. Like, I don't like Zaxby's, the restaurant Zaxby's, but I'm not going to sit here and be like, well, no one should ever eat Zaxby's. I want them to go out of business. No, I don't give a shit. I don't like it. I'm not going to eat it. But if you like it, great. (laughs) And it's the same thing for anything else. Like I'm not a big gun person. I have, I own a gun currently, but I'm not a big gun. I, I like, I'm not a big gun person. Like, I'm not, I'm a little right. bit more center left on the gun issue because I, I kind of get both sides of the argument. Yeah. But overall, I'm more left on the guns perspective than, but it's like, I'm not also like, I'm not also against anyone just owning guns. Like, I do feel I'm staunchly against regular civilians owning military grade weapons. I am right. 100, like, I do not think josh rodriguez should go out and fucking buy a fucking m249 like i'm just not like there's there's, there's not enough beef in the world for you to have that gun like it just isn't like i'm sorry like, i'm sorry oh man <laughs> right like but that's kind of like my only like you know point where i'm really passionate about anything else like if you want to hold a pistol like fine i don't care like i don't think people should own guns i think we should live in a society where they shouldn't need we shouldn't need guns but like i'm also not going to sit there and be like well you could never have a gun you shouldn't have a gun because I don't like a gun. Like right. that's stupid. Like that's just dumb. And it's like, right. they don't actually sit there and think like this. Like they don't actually sit like, okay, maybe I don't approve of abortion because of a religious belief, but like that's
1: fine. Like Let's people take- should have a choice to whether they should have this right. or not. Right. And e- but even also like, I don't agree to abortions. I wish there was less of them. What can we do to have less abortions? They don't want to do that they don't want to take the steps forward to have less abortions in this country. Right. That's the, that's what confuses us. I've, I've
0: had conversations with people that are right. I'm like, I don't personally, I, I don't agree with abortions, but you know what else I don't agree with is people fought birthing kids that don't want them or aren't prepared for them or don't understand the responsibility that it takes. So, so if, if abortion yeah. is the route, i rather an abortion than bringing a child into this world that doesn't deserve the parent that they're getting. Right. I, I'd rather that. And that's a controversial, st- that's a, that's a heavy shit to have.
1: Like, I'm like, because I don't, I don't want that child to come into this world and be in right. a situation where, right. But you're, you're, you see, but even your mindset right there, right? Like you are doing what you have to do. You're, you're voting for policies that you have to vote for to, even though you may not agree with something like you are limiting the damage, you're doing whatever you can to limit that action taking place. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you, you're not, you're not cool with order. You're not cool. With, like it's no. not acceptable to you no whereas no. i feel and, conservatives and also, they might they might they may disagree with things but like they're fine with order they they don't like advocating for change and like the reason.
0: audacity to feel like me manuel brown can sit here and tell a woman in nebraska you don't have a right you should not have a right to do whatever you want to do with your body like who the fucking who the fuck am i like i don't fucking know your situation i don't know where you're at i don't know where you're at mentally financially emotionally just in general like if you want to do what you want to do, like do it. Like I, I've always been that person. Like, look, whatever makes you happy. If you happy, I'm happy. Whatever makes you happy, I'm good with. Like I, I, I'm not, I don't feel like I have the right or the authority to tell you what you should do with your body or your life or whatever. Like I just, and, and it's just like this, this, this sick thing that like conservatives feel like they should tell a woman what to do with her body. Like what? Like why? like if that's like if, a, that's like if like, a conservative woman were telling men like Yo, you can't jerk off anymore. Like what? How dare you? Like who are you to tell me what I can do with my like it's just the same thing. Like it, I don't know, man. It's it's
1: Yeah, no, I I just think that I've I've come like to realize a lot of conservative ways of thinking and I used to be like to come full circle what I was saying. Mm-hmm. I used to think that like, you know, if if conservatives can just see what I see and if they can just <laughs> understand the numbers the way I understand them and if they can just see the world for what it is Right. that they would start to think like me. Like to me, it was almost like conservatives are people who have the same value system as me. We want the same things. They just don't have the right information. And if I give them the right information, they'll see it. It's not the case. Yeah. They see the world completely differently. What, it's how they see the world, how they want the world to be. It's just, it's a completely different world. It just is. Yeah. And, I, and I'm not saying that they're morally bankrupt. I'm not saying that I think there are good conservatives out there who like go to church every Sunday, just follow what they feel like Jesus Christ, blah, blah, blah. They don't, they mean well, but to me, like, I don't, I don't I'm not sure there are, for for the most part, most conservatives you can have a conversation with, show them data, show them information, and they'll change their mind and start advocating for the policies that we want because their mind just doesn't work that way. They're not wired that way. Yeah. And the um, ones who are become progressive anyway. Do their right, own. Right. Right.
0: Yeah. And the good ones, if you sit there, and, I, and I've always said this, this and this applies to the police argument. This applies to anything, right? The good ones that that are good ones, the solid ones, right? The good apples, whatever. Yeah. You know, if you stand by and let this shit happen, and you don't speak out or you don't call it, call the bullshit what it is, then you're just as much a part of the problem. You yeah. are, you are literally just as much the problem as as the people doing the crimes. Yeah, and I'm really
1: sick of like most cops are good apples argument. I'm, oh yeah, I'm, I'm done sorry. with that too. I'm I'm, I'm sp- done with that too. Because here's the thing, right? If most cops are good apples, then you figure that you have the numbers to speak up, right? They would be like, "I'm a good apple. I'm speaking up." Mm-hmm. Oh, now Manny's a good apple. He's speaking up and he's having yeah. my back. Timmy's a good apple. He's speaking up and he's having my back. We're all speaking up. We're not for this bullshit. Right. It's reverse. It's reverse. No. Most are bad apples because if a good apple speaks out, that person is excommunicated from police culture, period. And, and
0: you may be a court. good, pe- a good person, but you're a bad yeah. apple because if you're not willing to challenge the order, there goes that word again. If you're not willing to challenge the order or you're not willing to put your light, like again, doing the right thing is about sacrifice. That. Sometimes doing the right thing is a sacrifice.
1: Yeah. I, I, like I really don't is. think most cops. Yeah, they don't think I, I, that way. Yeah, they don't. The conservatives don't. And think that why way.
0: would you even want to be a part
1: of an institution that does that? Like, what? Why would you even want to be a because, part of an institution? Because that literally, it's honorable to a conservative. Right. Following rules is honorable. Keeping order is honorable. Like, it. It took me. Like, I told you, my my best friend growing up. He's a, he's the only conservative right now who I even talk to. Just be, just for the simple fact that he was my best friend growing up. I realized like it hit me one day like because he's not someone who ever was like very generous. He was never someone who like I could see like being uh who wanted to help the community. He never had that in him. Mm-hmm. He he just doesn't have that in him. So when he joined the when he joined the force and he told me like yeah, I just want to help people, I was like you don't have that in you. Like I know you. Right. He does. In his mind, he does want to help the community but a way a conservative helps the community by locking up all the bad brown, black and brown people is to keep (laughs) order and to get the bad guys. Their their concept of helping the community out is completely different than what our, what our concept is. Yeah. It's completely different. And it took me a while to, it, it clicked for me one day. I was like, Oh my God, like you just, you think you're doing the most honorable thing by I'm a cop. These are our laws, and I'm going to stand by them and make sure nobody breaks the laws. They really, they really do look at themselves like
0: superheroes. It's, it's yes, weird. Some of them do. Absolutely, shit, one thousand yeah. percent, one thousand. Yeah. And that whole culture around cops is, yeah. is weird. But so, yeah, no, nah, man, you're you're one thousand percent correct, so, man. On it, yeah. I, I, so I,
1: I don't know how to. I don't know how to. I don't
0: know how to. And honestly, I'm not even trying to anymore, man. I just, yeah. I'm just going to call out the bullshit of it. Yeah. And I'm I'm going to try to break the system down
1: because I think it needs to be broken down, and I think I'm going to just call out the bullshit yeah, and for just what keep, it is, and keep preaching the truth. I mean, because like I said, there are there are some people who are progressives just don't know it yet. Yeah, those people, if you just if you continue to have conversations, and, and that is my figure it out.
0: That is my thesis right there. That there are progressives yeah. that just don't know it from a policy perspective, from a cultural just, perspective. Like I just don't feel like you know, there's some things that are just non negotiable. Again. My life right. not mattering
1: is not negotiable. Like, there's just right. not even a conversation. See, but but we can to have. me, like, to me, it's like those people who work conservative become progressive. I think that it happens by themselves, where they're kind of surrounded. by did
0: like it, bit? You
1: mean? Yeah, where it's just kind of like, wait a second, like, I, I do care about. I have black friends. I care about black people. Like, this is wrong. Why is everyone around me acting this way? Because and basic then and human, then human, right? But then <laughs> it's a snowball. Enemy. I, I yeah. think it's like a snowball. It, it kind of just happens over time, and you start questioning. And like I said. Right. I don't think you can be a conservative in this country unless you don't question anything. And unless you, you don't follow order, because if you start asking why and why and why, and you start actually realizing a lot of things about this country, and then you take on factual data, right? you see how you, there's no way you can be conservative. And, and even
0: that, why. and even that, but see, this is, this is where you, 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 you break that down. Right. And we'll, we'll close. Well, at least we'll, we'll, we'll move the conversation forward. You know, you you realize that it's all bullshit, right? Because again, these same conservatives that want order are the same ones that'll fucking throw a hissy fit if an election doesn't go their way, and challenge order, like you know, like literally go as far as like literally storming the
1: United States. Well, because to team. them, to them, the order was already broken. Like Joe Biden won the election. Something we we threw off the order. Like it's right. chaos now. But Joe but, Biden but won even the that. But even chaos. that is is
0: full of shit. Because if like if you're oh, all yeah, about 1,000%. law and order. Then you wouldn't have done that because even you would still accept that
1: things happened within the natural order of things. It's only order if they agree with it. That's, right. Exactly. That's the problem with conservative thinking. It's only order if I agree with it. If it's not order. If, if, if I don't agree with it, it's not order. Period. Right.
0: Yeah. So going back to. Or at least circling things back to the Chauvin trial because I think we would just went completely. <laughs> that was an interesting discussion. I like. That. Well, no. It, well, it's it's, <laughs> it's tied into the Chauvin trial. Yeah. I just I I my whole point on the whole Chauvin thing was just kind of like I'm not really celebrating it. Like it was cool. Like in the moment, yes, I was celebrating obviously because I'm like thank you. more of a relief honestly that just like thank God they fucking threw this cocksucker in the jail, but and convicted him, but. More so than anything else, I'm not happy. I'm, I don't feel like, oh, the tide is turning and that now, you know, all cops are not going to be held accountable by the strict arm of the law. I, I just don't believe that at all. I think this was one case that went a certain way, went in the favor in the way that we wanted it. And that's it. And we should celebrate that. But now don't automatically think and i'm not naive to think that like now all every single case is going to go the way we want it to or that these things are all going to just change overnight they're not right so that's why i'm like that that's let's pipe down the celebrating right let's yeah. pipe down the 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 like oh we're there mission accomplished no no <laughs> there's no mission accomplished here like you know literally as we're getting this verdict like a black woman was getting a black girl was getting shot, and murdered in another U S city. Right. Like this, this, this is an epidemic and it's happening still. And, and it's like, and that's and, 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 and that's the other thing that bothers me too. It's like, even just from, and this is just, this was shows you how like egotistical these police officers are. Right. Like, even if you don't even believe with this shit, right. Even if you don't even care one iota, you think what you're doing is right, whatever. Right. There, there's has to be something in you that that will tell you like, damn, the heat is on cops in general. Like, let me not draw my gun unless I am absolutely one thousand percent certain that what the, it's a clean shoot, what I'm doing is right. Like, you would just think just even just basic common sense, like, yo, it's fucking hot right now. Like, the last thing I want to do is fucking shoot somebody that didn't deserve to get, especially a person of color. And it's like. In a way, it's almost like they're doing it more now. Like it's almost like justify in a way that like they're scared. It's, just, it's weird because they're scared. They're, I, I think they're even. Well, oh, the jobs sc- are I, hard, Josh. I, I don't know if you knew <laughs> this, but their their police officers have. It's like top three hardest jobs are police officers, um police officers, and I don't know. Pick a pick a random. You know, county sheriff. State troopers, you know, you're, <laughs> the the guy, the the guy that fixes like um, uh, firefighters. No, not firefighters. No, 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 no. They, they love conservatives. Love them, firefighters. Oh yeah, they love, they love them. I, I fuck some firefighters. But that's well, the fire- other thing too. Like, I know this has been a meme, but I'm gonna say it again. Like, if, yeah. like, if fucking fire, like, no one ever says like fuck the firefighters. Like, like, no one ever says, yo, those fucking firefighters are letting black people die, right? Like, no, no. they actually, like, try to sell, save and help people, right? Like, if a fucking fire is burning down half of right. fucking Brownsville, firefighters will go fight a fire in Brownsville, just like they right. will fight a fire in, you know, Timbuktu, Iowa, where it's just 98% white, like, right. because firefighters just do a job, right? Right. why and can't also, police yeah. officers do like I, right. you never i I i've been alive for 34 years i've never read a story <laughs> where like firefighters were scared in the middle of a fire and let a black kid burn to death because they they thought he was like a boogeyman or something like or or, or, or refused to put out a fire uh, in in canarsie because right. it was a predominantly black name like i just, and, it just it, it's
1: and firefighters are mostly conservative too so like the same arguments that conservatives use that, like, we just hate the cops because they're conservative, whatever. Like, no, like, firefighters. Are but nobody
0: hates <laughs> firefighters. <laughs> right. We don't, like, hate, we don't hate them.
1: I respect, I respect the shit out of firefighters. It takes me 45 minutes to jump into a fucking pool, these motherfuckers are going to a burning right. building. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, motherfucker, I, I, yo, I don't even fucking, like, if the fucking stove is too hot, I'm not
0: even using yeah, I the I am not going. I'm not uh, even, uh, you know. Yeah, you, like, if for you're real, a firefighter, you know? I fucks with you. like. but I, hey, but hey, I, but we but might, hey, we might, we might, not a lot of politically, but. Josh, you're wrong. <laughs> cops still have the hardest jobs. Come on. It's it's like literally it's cops one, two. Yeah. And like, I don't know, the person that cleans like um, you know, septic tanks. Uh right. three, right? Like that's it. Those are the top three hardest jobs in the <laughs> earth. Not a mom, tanks. not a father, not a teacher, not a firefighter, not There's a soldier, doctors. you know it, cops hardest jobs it's also no. very
1: uh, we don't have to get into it because we, we could just be here all day yeah yeah be here all day.
0: no but look man as far as the chauvin verdict man i'm happy i know we 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 kind of we kind of went yeah. all around the verdict stuff without actually talking about the verdict look i'm happy i am i'm i'm ecstatic i'm happy that we got the verdict that i think me and you want it i'm happy i'm really excited and i'm ecstatic about it um but i'm also not Naive or ignorant to think that this is like this. This changes things. Now it's a new ball game, and now just all cops are going to be held accountable. No, it, it's 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 one case, and that's what it is. And I'm happy it went the way it did, but I'm also not naive to think that, like, you know, Breonna Taylor's murderers are going to go to jail. I'm not. I'm not naive to think that Delonte, uh, uh right Killers are going to go to jail or whatever like I, i'm just not like I, yeah. I just i have no faith in the system i have no oh, faith in the system I, you know at all. Be, and yeah. then i have no faith in the system when it comes to holding police officers accountable so. you know what it's going to be right it's going to be like we want to hold police officers accountable
1: well what do you think derek chauvin was what do you think happened? right they're, and then they're no going to use derek season. chauvin yeah
0: in our faces for like just a generation just like, right like, just well, like they use like, like literally from here on out like we'll yeah. be oh for 99 on right. police convictions but oh, hey we got, that,
1: we got derek chauvin we got derek chauvin just like, just like they used OJ against the black community. Right, too. right, 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 right. Oh, you right. say the criminal justice... gave, isn't, you, is, one. Is in, is gave fair, you one. It's fair to black people. How do you explain because black OJ. and brown people only
0: get one. They only get one. One out of a million. It's nah, it's, it's... If anything, bro, <laughs> if, if, if anything, I'm more motivated and I'm more... That's why I feel like I feel tonight, right? Like, I'm more motivated and I'm and I'm more anxious to, like, call out the bullshit. And really break this fucking system down because even yeah. again, even with this fucking trial, the fact that this wasn't even, that there was still a seat of doubt. And I get the legal system is about presenting a, from a, from a, from a defense standpoint, it's presenting that seat of doubt. They did their job, right? Like they did their job. Like I don't, right. I'm not even knocking that from a conceptual standpoint. They did what they were supposed to do. But the fact that this was even, even, even a close case, like the fact that this was even something that we even had to deliberate about, like, doesn't excite me right like this no, is still this is still a system that needs to be completely overhauled we need to break it down completely and yeah yeah so yeah. that's my thoughts on the on the verdict i i'm 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 happy but i'm not naive to think that this all all of a sudden changes things or that we're in a new era in policing or holding police accountable in this country we're not we're still we're still very much a, a long way away from really getting true accountability to police officers
1: so, I agree,
0: I agree. Yeah. But hey, what we did get one. So, he got that's one. A good, that's a good start. And, uh, he got one. Please put Derek Chauvin in general pop. That's just my own personal. <laughs> <thing>.
1: <laughs> that's not happening. Yeah, of course that? not, right? No, no, no. no. <laughs>
0: God, he, he will be in the most tightly confined, <laughs> nicest fucking prison. <laughs> like, they will scope the prison where they sent this fucker to and make sure it is the least, like, <laughs> Least problematic prison you could probably put a fucking top in. Just <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Oh man, I, I'm just I, you know that's the other thing too. I'm just like so before this, ver- like I'm just so defeated by it. I was I was defeated by it last week. When we were talking yeah. about the, the the right killing. It was just like I'm just so over this shit. Because, yeah, I'm over it too. I because it's like what else is there to say? Like, yeah. and we have another we have another shooting this week with uh Makia Makia Bryant. I think that's how you pronounce her, name. Makia Bryant and it's like it's like again this shit is just keeps happening and it's like you almost just throw your hands up like yo what the fuck like what else is there to say what else is what other words are there to use what other phrases are there to use what other yeah. rants are there to do to give
1: that we haven't done already right there's it's nothing like, and i i think this this trial the reaction to the to the show and trial made me realize that and like i It's weird. In a weird way, I have a sense of peace knowing that, like, I shouldn't just be arguing with these people anymore. And now focusing on, okay, I still want to advocate for change, and I still want to change the system. So let me just focus all my energy on that. Mm -hmm. And you know, the right wing people I grew up with—it is what it is. I'm done trying to change their minds. Yeah,
0: yeah, I I was done a long time ago, bro. I just because I just found myself getting upset and angry, and literally feeling hopeless because it's like, no matter how many. No matter how many factual points I'm presenting, it doesn't it, matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Or they're, yeah. or they're bringing up these like really stupid straw man arguments that really don't apply to anything. It, it, it's, it's just, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's defeating, man. It really is defeating. So it, yeah, yeah, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Um, but let's talk about some more positive things because hey. we'll, we'll we'll be here all night talking about the world and. How fucked up it is. And, but again, police officers have a hard job. You know, (laughs) I, I have to stress it. They have the toughest job, not just in this country, the world, like police officers all over the world have the hardest job. Like, I don't care what you do on planet (laughs) earth. Like, I don't care if you're like that factory worker that works for Nike that like is sitting there (laughs) making like 10 cents a day, you know, sewing phone posits or some shit like that. Like it doesn't matter. Look at yourself in the mirror. And be thankful that you're not a police officer today because you don't don't complain oh, about your man. shitty job because you don't have the hardest job in the world. So I just mm-hmm. want to put that out there. Um, the Knicks, man. What is it? Eight, nine in a row? What nine. are we? What, what it's are a nine know? now. Nine Let's in a it, row, baby. man. I it. feel like I'm living in a new, in a way, I feel like I'm living in the same country because police officers still have the hardest job in the world, but, but in a, but in a way I'm feeling like I'm i I'm living in a different country because the Knicks
1: are actually good. Oh, we're like, in they're a, simulation. a good team. We're, 1000% is simulation. Like we are not in the real world right now, is, but yeah, this is, weird. yeah, this is different, right? It's weird. We we played the Suns up. on Monday and it's like a big time matchup. It's kind of weird. It's weird. It's I good, love it, man. It's good. I said it. Last, we talked about it. We talked about it briefly last
0: week, but no, man, it, it, again, it's good for the Knicks to finally be relevant again. The Knicks are look. there's jokes about the Knicks or whatever, but at the end of the day, basketball, the NBA is better when the Knicks are good. It is. It, it's like they're they're They are a pillar franchise. It's like the Lakers, the Celtics. They are a pillar franchise. When the Lakers are good, basketball is better. When the Celtics yeah. are good, basketball is better. When the Knicks are good. Basketball is better. Same thing in football. When the Packers are good, football is better. Cowboys. As much as we all hate them, when the Cowboys are good, it's oh, it's yeah. better. Yeah, football's better when the Cowboys are good because then you can shit on about the Cowboys eventually pulling <laughs> it, right? Like same thing in 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 baseball when the Yankees are good, baseball's better. You know, it just is, right? Same thing in the Knicks. You know, finally them being relevant again is a good thing. It's a good thing for the sport. And uh, I'm I'm happy for Nick fans, man. The true Nick fans, the common sense having Nick fans, I'm happy for them, man. Because it's been a slog, <laughs> for yeah, for about twenty years. Outside of like maybe yeah. one or two years, it's been a just complete slog to get through um to get through these Nick seasons. Boy, whew. um, but yeah, man. How are you feeling as a Nick fan, man? How how are I, you? This team is
1: easy to root for. That's why yeah. I like it. It's, right? a yeah. crew, yeah, it's a lunch pail crew. Yeah, it's a lunch pail crew. It's a bunch the of movie. discarded guys, you know, yeah. like Alec Burks and Reggie Bullock. Like who knew? You know what I mean? And then you have Emmanuel Quickly, who's our rookie, Derek Rose, nice little, you know, vintage Rose every now and then. He's been playing fantastic. Right. It's a bunch of players who are playing for each other. And playing with each other and with a purpose. There's no like selfish basketball. Like never during the game, am I like getting frustrated at any particular player because they're playing like a selfish asshole, which mm-hmm. you find very common in a lot of different teams, whether they're good or not. There's always that one or two players that you're just like, mm-hmm. Oh my effing gods, like pass the damn ball. And the Knicks don't really have any right. of that. And it's for someone who likes ball movement, who likes the team oriented game I, I i love to see it like I, it's they play hard every night they play defense there's a culture they all love each other like that's another thing like if someone goes on the floor they're all helping that person up they're celebrating on the bench like Obi you know? Toppin hit three three pointers today which is crazy like i said we're in a simulation and every <laughs> everyone was just like in jubilation because they're all rooting for this kid and i'm rooting for this kid he yeah. horrible this year, but I still want to see him succeed. Everybody wants to see everybody succeed. There's not a single player on the team who I dislike, even though there are some Knicks fans who don't like Alfred Payton. I don't mind him, whatever. It's just, it's just a fun team to root for, man. It's just, it's, it reminds me of the team. And I'm, I'm, I know I got a lot of flack for this, but it reminds me of the team before the Knicks traded for Car- Carmelo Anthony when they had Amari Stoudemire going. Julius is Amari. You surround Amari with a bunch of talent. You surround Julius with a bunch of talent and, and it, it just fit and they were fun and they all got along. This time around, I don't think they're going to blow it up for anybody, which makes me really happy because for the first time in a long time, like it's not just one season. Like I think that for the next four to five years, the Knicks are going to be in the playoffs and who knows? Maybe they add someone later down the road without like having to gut their whole team. Maybe they draft a, a superstar. Like who knows what can happen? But I finally feel like the Knicks are officially back because they were never officially back during the Mellow era. They had one good year and everything else was just awful. And it took a while to get to that one good year because the right. and Mellow never got along. It took them two years. So right. finally, I feel like some sense of security that this Knicks team is going to be good for a while. And I haven't felt that way since I was seven. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no,
0: everything you said is spot on, man. It's, 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 uh, it's good. It's, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. I, I've been watching the Knicks a lot lately. Um, and it's, it's a good story, man. Again, it's, I'm, 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 I'm partial, I'm partial because obviously I, I have family members that are Knicks fans and I've, I've always, you know, the Knicks are my second team. I, I, I do say that. I do want to see the Knicks do well. Um, I'm a Thibodeau guy, so I'm glad that Thibodeau's finally getting his due kind of, you know, Repairing his 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 reputation again because I don't know if you noticed but like amongst NBA Twitter, Thibodeau was like a bad coach apparently like he was a terrible. Oh yeah, Minnesota coach. ruined yeah. his reputation. Yeah. Minnesota ruins everybody's reputation. Exactly the, the the same organization that like still can't figure it out, you know, with all that talent. Like literally, Minnesota has more talent than the Knicks, and somehow they're vying for a lottery, which is tells you everything you need to know about Minnesota. Right. So, yeah. Uh, It's a fun team to root for. I I like that Tibbs is finally getting his just due again after years of just basically having to read bullshit that he was a bad coach or that he's a coach that wears down his players. No no one ever seems to bring up all the players he developed in Chicago. They just seem to say he he wore them down. Like like you know, he wore them down. Like he's the one that made um, you know, Derek Rose's knee explode. He did it. It was it was Thibodeau, not physics, not just just life, you know. No, it was it was Tom Thibodeau. Um, <laughs> you know, which is just, just stupid the basketball arguments people make, which is just uh oh God. <laughs> but anyway, um, uh, no, it's 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 a good thing, man. I, I really am. I, I don't know where this season's gonna end. I don't know where it's gonna go. Um yeah. you it's know, already, but hey, it's all, it's but already this is success. but this is but this is this is all gravy for you guys. If you're a Nick oh, yeah. fan right now. If you lose in the first round, if you lose in the Eastern Conference Finals, if you're fortunate to get that far, wherever, right? This is yeah. this this year is a ride. This is a roller coaster ride. And no matter where you stop in the roller coaster, you're just ecstatic because you're yeah. just not a bottom bottom feeder anymore. Right. You know what this kind of reminds me of? This kind of reminds me of the Nets before KD and Kyrie, thing. where they had a fun team, a lot of young players that they were developing. And I'm interested to see though, because again. the the, the specter of james dolan still lingers i know you don't want to hear this but he's still he's still the guy signing checks at the end of the day you're right and i wonder if he's gonna get he's gonna get a taste of the kool-aid you know he's gonna see like wow this kool-aid is this grape drink is amazing
1: let's get some more like you know he don't drink he don't drink grape drink james dolan does not drink grape drink
0: right right right
1: right that's for this this uh (sighs) this was a high class (laughs) I don't know any high (laughs) (laughs) class. (laughs) On top of my head, no. James Nolan is gonna
0: get. He's he's not gonna take this in stride, man. He's gonna sit there and he's gonna be like, "Yo, let's figure out a way to get Giannis," or like, "Let's figure out a way to get Carl Anthony Towns and trade Julius and like the next sixteen first round picks that we have
1: um, to get."
0: I I don't think he will. I don't think so because I think there's finally adults in the room in, in MSG. Finally, for the long time, for the and first Nick time fans are time. paying
1: more attention to this team than they were back in 2010. Because I, I, I tell people this all the time, a lot of Nick fans came out of nowhere when Melo was traded. Before that, yeah, there weren't many Nick fans rooting for that Amari team. Like that team didn't excite New York the way that this type, this team is exciting New York. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, you're right. Um, I I don't think it is going to happen, but I think you always have to bring that up. That is a talking point. It is it is James Dolan, and you know.
1: I'd still be leery if I'm a Nick fan. His presence
0: is still very much in
1: play. You know how mad I'd be if he traded like R.J. Barrett, Emmanuel quickly, and like a first round pick for Car Anthony Towns, a guy who never wins again. I, you know, and I don't
0: want to make this a bash session on on Cat because I, he's he's a really good player. I think he's a little overrated, but I think he's still a very good player. And he's had obviously some difficulties in his life. And yeah all the best for him from a personal perspective, but Carl Anthony Towns is, is a talent, a supremely talented player. It doesn't make anybody better. He's a stat sheet stuffer. Again, he is, he probably plays with more talent than any, the the Timberwolves are more talented than the Knicks. (laughs) By far. Yeah. They are. (laughs) 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 They have DJ, right? They have, uh, They have Cat, obviously, we talked about. Anthony Edwards. They have Anthony Edwards, who basically is going to be the rookie of the year. They have three stud players, not to mention they have like Josh Okogie. They have other really good, solid players. And they're literally going to end up with a one or two pick. A top three or four pick in the draft. They shouldn't be as bad as they are at all. Like how? 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 and that that makes me question like there's just something in the water there. I don't know if it's I don't and it's and it's unfair to make it all Carl Anthony Towns obviously, but when you're the best player, when you're the guy making the most money, like you can't figure out to get this team 37 and 43 at least? Like something? Right. Right. You know what I mean? Like you can't even figure out how to get this team where the Kings are? Like it, it's it's bad. It's yeah. bad. So yeah. I look, I think that this is good for obviously for the game. I think it's good for basketball. I think that James Dolan is not going to screw it up, but I think it's always, it is a conversation to be had. He still, he still lingers. So I think that's always a possibility, but yeah, man, it's a good thing. It's, it's, it's really a good thing. I want to see the Knicks build a roster, build a team. Let RJ Barrett keep developing. Let Julius Randle. People forget Julius Randle's been around for a long time, but he's only what 26 27? Yeah. Like he's
1: still just entering his prime. He's just entering it now. This is the beginning right. of it.
0: Right, so if he stay, and I've always loved Julius Randle. Like this, uh, everything that's happening right now this year, I've always seen this from Julius Randle. I saw this when he was a Laker. Like I, I hated to see Julius Randle go. He like, showed, I, showed it in spurts. He showed it. In, he showed it in spurts. But that's that's part of being.
1: That's part about drafting these young kids, man. They're, they're not finished products. You know, a lot of times it was we wanted. Want last year, man. Last year's and oh my god, yeah. Any yeah. Nick fan that tells you they saw this coming with Julius this year is lying to you. No one saw yeah. this coming.
0: I, and Laker fans can tell you they saw this coming because Laker Julius Randall was a very popular Laker. You know, he was the only thing to watch for a long time in those dreadful Laker teams. Yeah. You know, Julius, Brandon Ingram, that that core of young guys. I mean, and it's crazy. And from a Laker fan perspective, I, I kind of selfishly am watching this because I'm like, look at look at all the kids that we drafted. Brandon Ingram, Julius Randall, Jordan Lonzo. Clarkson, you know, Lonzo, Lonzo. like. Just D'Angelo a, Russell, D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, that's the, I, I. meant, I said DJ earlier. D'Angelo Russell. I knew you meant. Yeah. Um, like, just think if they were all on the Lakers right now.
1: I mean, but as a Laker fan, like, do you care? I mean, you no, have I,
0: a, as a Laker fan, I don't care.
1: Yeah, but you know, it's, it's like a squad, it's a I got my
0: championship, so I'm I'm good. Yeah. But you know, I. I was in the I was in the minority, man. Like I, as a Laker fan, bro, like I was having fun with building a team again and building a roster and not just going out and splurging on free agents. Right, right. Me and you talked about this. I was not happy when LeBron signed with the Lakers yeah. because I know everything that comes with the LeBron. I don't right? think most know- Laker fans
1: still are, even with the championship. There's always a little bit of a ugh, LeBron.
0: <sighs> it's like a Rod on the Yankees.
1: It's a business. Oh, God. Decision. Yeah. It's a business decision. But a Rod never felt like a Yankee ever, no matter how long he stayed. LeBron does feel like a Laker a little bit more. I think the Kobe
0: death and how he handled everything with the Kobe death, I think ingratiated him more with the Laker community than I think otherwise. Right. Yeah. And obviously the championship helped. Um, but yeah, I to me and I because people always rag on me because like oh you're you're a LeBron hater but now you're on the Lakers you know. I'm like it's a business decision. As long as he wears the purple and gold, I've right. the biggest LeBron. We fan. have a working relationship. We have a working relationship. I want him to do well because it benefits me and it benefits my my fandom as a team on this team. The day he decides to retire or put down the Lakers jersey and go play in Cleveland with his son or wherever, fuck LeBron again like I don't know I don't you know I, it, it won't be fuck LeBron again it'll be like yeah I don't right. care about LeBron anymore like you know I, I'm glad you brought me my two championships but yeah you can go um, yeah so, so but I But I did want to see these kids stay like I did want to see you know D'Angelo stay I did want to see Julius Randle I've done shows where I talked about
1: it here yeah there's something to see like your talent that you draft to grow up together and, and, and be young successful. players
0: man you, you see them flourish and become you get something. attached to them you, yeah, you, do. Them. you do, you do. And, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good thing, man. I look, I'm, I'm rooting for the Knicks. I hope that this is the start of a, of a Knicks Renaissance. Again, I always have to, to bring back reality to Knicks fans. James Dolan is still signing the checks. I, th- this does remind me of the Donnie Nelson thing to an extent, because again, Donnie Nelson was the adult in the room and everybody, everybody with any sensible knowledge was, was begging Donny was begging James Dolan to just let Donnie Nelson do what he was doing. Um, I do think that the Carmelo trade in hindsight is a little overrated.
1: Um, I don't know if we horrible trade set the the franchise back 10 years. Um, I
0: I, kind of feel like that Carmelo trade in, 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 in retrospect is a little overblown because I think Nick fans act like they gave up. You know the second coming of like Chris
1: Paul. No, and- that that's that's not what it was. Can I can I can I give you can I give you t- sure go t- ahead t- okay. So the reason why the trade upsets me is for many reasons. A lot of them are not just basically Carmelo, but there's a lot of things. So basically, we got a coach of Mike D'Antoni. So now you're you're committing to a style of play, a specific style of play, which needs a specific skill set. Carmelo Anthony did not fit that skill set, and Carmelo Anthony did not want to play for him. So now you're giving up players to get a player who doesn't even want to play for your coach and doesn't fit with your coach. Your coach didn't even want him, and, and doesn't fit,
0: man- and doesn't fit
1: with the player that you already have in Amari. Right, your coach didn't want him, general manager didn't want him, and the player you're requiring didn't want to play for that coach. So right off the bat, disaster. Two Chauncey Billups came with them, cool for that year, but. We had to waste our amnesty on Chauncey Billups instead of wasting our amnesty on someone like maybe Amari Stoudemire in a year or two when he couldn't play anymore or another bad contract that we had. So because we had to use our we used our amnesty on Chauncey, it took away a a salary cap weapon that we had to maybe give Mello more help down the road. Mm -hmm. So that's another one. Also, receipts, baby. (laughs) Also, Gallo Chandler Felton. That none of them. Gallo, first of all, is one of the more underrated players in the past decade, in my mind. Gallo is really effing good. He ended up being the leading scorer for a Denver Nugget team that was a four seed that lost to the Warriors. No, three seed that lost to the Warriors the next year. Mm. But there, but people forget. Gallo didn't play in that series. That Denver was missing their leading score and that leading score was Gallo. That was the best year in Denver Nuggets history, and every player that the Knicks, um. Gave up in that deal was a part of that rotation. Two of them were starters. So yeah. two of the Knicks, the Nick Nuggets, contributed. Good players, to the good best players. Gall- is yeah. a good player. Wilson Chandler was a good player for a time. Right. Also, I'm not even saying let's not trade Gallo. Let's not trade Wilson Chandler. Let's not trade Mozgov, who became nothing, or Felton. But let's not all trade them at once. And let's be mm-hmm. smart with what we're doing. They are they are assets. Are they going to take us over the top? No. But like. Can we get something for Wilson Chandler, maybe down the road that can address a need? Yes. Can we get a little bit of a package and maybe a draft pick for Daniel Gallinari later down the road if we want to keep him? Yes, we can. So for me, it's like you gave up all of your eggs. They got fleeced by wonver. Denver.
0: They, 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 yeah. they, they threw all their eggs in the Carmelo yeah. trade basket. You, I you
1: get you're that. Doing all- I, I, all your eggs for a player who doesn't want to play for the coach that you constantly who that you have right now, who finally is starting to get the ball rolling with a team that is fun to that is fun to watch. And I always and I always say this, right? Trades are about
0: leverage, right? So you have to look yeah. at the trade from a st- from a standpoint of Carmelo had made it clear that he was not resigning in Denver and that he only wanted to go right. to the Knicks. He only wanted to go to the Knicks.
1: You could have signed him in the offseason.
0: That. Or you basically tell Denver, like, no, we're not giving you what you're asking. Like, we'll give you something. We're not going to just fleece you, but we're not going to throw our eggs in this trade basket because you have nowhere else to go. If you trade him, let's say you trade Carmel. The Lakers are not. I'm just thinking I'm thinking in 2010 terms like the Lakers are not trading for him. You know, you know the, the Spurs aren't trading for him. Right. You know, where is he going? Anywhere that you trade him to, the team that's going to trade that you're trading him to is going to have to worry about re-signing him. Now, maybe they don't care. Maybe they're a team like Toronto when they right. got Kawhi that's just going to take that one-year risk. But how many teams actually do that?
1: Right. So at the time, they were worried about Brooklyn signing Carmelo Anthony because Melo wanted to be in New York. Yeah. And he was born in Brooklyn. Right. So there was a whole thing like, well, if he goes to Brooklyn, we might lose the city, which in re- retrospect is ridiculous because right now Brooklyn has hard and Durant and Kyrie and still. And, nobody and can we can
0: York. we talk about something? The Nets yeah. can literally win six championships
1: and they right. will they will literally register nothing on the Richter scale. Jesus Christ, Brooklyn, starting at point guard for Brooklyn and and New York will still be in Nick City.
0: Like for anybody that doesn't understand, because I've heard this conversation for a lot lately. Yeah. Like People who are not from New York and both of us are new, lifelong New Yorkers. I'm a Brooklynite. The Nets have a beautiful, probably the most beautiful arena in basketball. It's, it's, Out, it's outside gorgeous. of like outside of like
1: you know MSG Staples. MSG is still my favorite, but the Barclays Center is my second favorite.
0: MSG Staples. There's a couple other ones. Uh, the Way Rose better Garden. than Staples. Yeah, Way I think better it's than better. I think it's better than Staples. Um, have you been to Staples? I have not been to Staples, but I just I just Staples look at the interior. I, I I look at I like very the outside. Generic. I like the outside of Staples, like that whole very generic live stadium. stadium. If, Is it really? I never dropped
1: been. me in the middle of the hall in the middle of the hallway of the Staples Center and dropped me in the middle of the hallway at the Wells Fargo Center where the Sixers play. I wouldn't be able to tell you which Honestly, one. Honestly, I missed the forum as a Laker fan. I missed the forum. I that had character.
0: I agree with I, you. I miss the forum, like it. the Boston Garden had character, right? Yeah, I missed the forum. Yeah, um, I forgot where I was fucking going. No, so I was, I was saying Brooklyn has. Probably the best arena, in, arguably the best arena in basketball, right? They're in Brooklyn, you know, New, uh, a car, a bridge right away from, from New York City or what people consider New York City, Manhattan, right? And they, I think the year before they got KD, they were 29th in attendance. Yep. Team in New York City, 29th in attendance. I'm a Mets fan. Like. <laughs> The Mets have had some horror, like acts a real Met fan, like the late 70s, early 80s. I mean, some of the worst teams you could imagine. And they weren't 29th in attendance. And the Nets were. Like, yeah. This idea that the Nets are going to take over, the Knicks will always be the team of always. Games. It just, it's it is what it is. It it, it just, it's just always going to be that. It, it just is. It's like the Clippers and the Lakers argument. The Lakers are the Lakers and the Clippers are a basketball franchise. The Lakers are a brand. They're, they just are. And I'm not saying this as a Laker fan. I'm just saying yeah. facts. Like the Clippers yeah. can have, the Clippers can win a championship. Literally the, during the Lob City era, the Lakers were putrid, terrible. terrible. And the Clippers were arguably the most exciting team in basketball. And arguably. the Lakers and, and who controlled the narrative in town? The Lakers. Lakers It was everything. It was Lakers 24 seven. Yeah. That's all Same you thing. need to know. So I just want to throw that out there. Like this idea that the Nets are going to yeah. now take over New York. Right. But, the, but that was the thing. The, the, Net, the Nets are like the sixth team in New York. Yeah. The Yankees are bigger. The Mets are bigger. The Jets and the Giants are bigger. The hockey teams are bigger. They're all
1: three. The Rangers. Absolutely. The are. Rangers and the Islanders are bigger. Yeah. When the Islanders are good. Yeah. The Islanders Desert are bigger. Like, I would Desert even French. argue the Devils are bigger. The Devils are the Devils are the only team that New Jersey cares about to be right. honest with you. But I'm saying like I
0: would even argue the Devils are bigger than the Nets. They they move the they they move the scale more. The Nets they're like the 19th the seventh team. Yeah. Like uh, yeah. I just I, a little 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 thing I had to throw out there. No, no but No you right. Look, but that, yeah, that, so I, just, I, I I think what the Knicks are doing is good for basketball. I again I'll reiterate it. It's a good thing. I hope it lasts. I hope this is a run. I hope this is a start of a of a Knicks renaissance. Hopefully. And hopefully you guys make smart decisions. Uh RJ's developing into something. Julius is turning into something. Quickly is 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 showing to be a diamond in the rough. Baby you know, Lou Williams, baby. You know, keep Baby keep building will. on that, man. Keep keep nurturing that, keep building that, and see where it takes you. And I'm not saying you got to hold on to these guys forever. You know, if if a, if that player, that KD type of player, that that once in a generation guy, becomes a free agent and wants to come here, of, of course you you owe it to yourself to try to win a championship. So I'm not saying you tie yourself to these guys forever, but I just don't don't make stupid trades. Don't go again the Karl Anthony thing. Oh, let's go out there and trade Julius and six first round picks to minnesota for carl anthony towns right
1: why why there's been no talks of that so i'm happy i'm happy to hear also this is why i beast with like stephen a smith the alan hans of the world when that was going down every day during sports talk radio to stephen a smith and the alan hans and everybody would call people like me literally and michael k stupid for not wanting carmelo anthony we didn't know basketball because we didn't want Carmelo Anthony because we didn't want to gut our team and gut everything from Carmelo Anthony. So I have like a huge vendetta against New York media, especially during that time, like a huge vendetta. Huge. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, I, I I get it. I just, I, the only issue I've always had with Nick fans is like, I think they made too much of the, of the, of the actual trade pieces involving the Carmelo trade. Like I, like I literally had arguments with like, how could you give up Ray Felton? Like, it's Raymond Felton. Like, when did, when did
1: I, well, then uh, they got was, him back in like two did years. Did I, did I, did I miss the part where well, Raymond Felton he, became? But also, like, but Raymond Felton was a borderline all star that year. He would have he made the all star team if he, what happened was that he was, week, but that was like week.
0: Raymond Felton's like best year of his yeah, life. Yeah. Cause D'Antoni, like, like, right. He, he's, he's a point guard, but, like, right. But yeah. th- that's what I'm saying. Like, it's Raymond Felton at the end of the day. Don't be fooled. It's Raymond Felton. Um, Yeah, no, I'm with you, man. I'm with you 100%. I'm happy for you, man. I'm happy for you. I'm happy for Nick fans. And I'm happy that the Knicks, we're starting a show and we're talking about the Knicks, which is again, I think the last time we talked about the Knicks on any given Sunday was maybe during the Oakley situation. (laughs) Again, all negative, all negative with the Knicks. So Yeah. yeah, it's good. It's good to have a conversation. Can we, can we talk about how great Steph Curry is?
1: Steph Curry is so underappreciated and it's so ridiculous to say that i i cannot for the life of me why think of why anybody would hate on this man and i i said this on the dime and i'll say it here this man literally had a dynasty built around him not not like a champion not one championship team a effing dynasty was built Mm -hmm. around steph curry in the middle of lebron james's prime that is a crazy sentence like that's like if, can you, like I can't even like wrap my head around that, especially if you think LeBron James is the best player ever. If you think LeBron James is the best player ever, another player was the foundation of a dynasty during the best player ever's prime. Like that's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. That's a crazy thought. The man is unbelievable. He's the best shooter we've ever seen. Anybody who that who, who doubts his abilities to uh, change the game by just being on the court doesn't know basketball. He's just a shooter. And I hate he's just a shooter. He's but I, I can't like, and that's the thing. Like, I don't it's like just so saying, stupid. Like, yeah, I, I don't like disrespecting people's basketball IQ or, or the way they see the game because everybody sees the game differently. But there's just certain things that are true, and this is one of them. <laughs> it, this Steph Curry is fucking phenomenal, and if you don't, if you think otherwise, you don't know basketball. Period.
0: I mean, what he what he's doing right now, but not just it's just with his career. He's just been disrespected. Again, you just said he had a dynasty built around him. The man changed how basketball is played that conceptually, too. schematically. He changed now, I'm I would argue not for the better, but still, he changed how basketball is played. There's only like a handful of players in history that can literally say they changed the way basketball is played.
1: And he's like 6'2. Like the other people who change the game. Were like who are those monsters? players that you
0: could literally say changed how basketball is played?
1: Wilt Chamberlain. Wilt. Michael Jordan. Michael. LeBron, maybe? I don't
0: even think. As LeBron far as positionless
1: basketball? Magic changed it more than LeBron. Magic.
0: Dude. Magic. I, I would I would throw LeBron just because Le, really LeBron's ascension was really the start of like positionless basketball. Uh, LeBron's ability to literally be a a a basically play all five positions and just do what the fuck he can.
1: His skill set. I think he's I think, I think it, he's more unique. I don't think he changed the way the game is played. I just think he's unique in his skill set.
0: Yeah, he is. I, I, it's it's one that's of those things. I'll 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 give you I, if you want to give me LeBron, I'll I, whatever. Um but I'll yeah, throw we'll LeBron we'll, in we'll there. LeBron. Yeah. LeBron. But then Steph, that's it. Yeah.
1: I would say What's Kareem, it? maybe. Kareem, a little. Wilt was a cheat code. That's the thing. Like, Wilt was a cheat numbers code. Were just like, I, mean, I would say, Will,
0: like... I would say Will, Kareem, just cause Kareem, it, Kareem more so in college, in college basketball, just because they yeah. literally outlawed Dunky. <laughs> right. <laughs> just because this man was unstoppable. Yeah. Um, but, but I'll, but I just respect, I'll throw Kareem, I'll throw Wilt. Um, you know, Jordan, Jordan, Magic. You
1: know, LeBron- Larry, Larry. I'll throw Larry too. Larry Bird, Larry and Magic saved basketball. They're pack, they did. Did they change basketball? I wasn't to change basketball. Because they they, they say they saved. I think. I think Magic and Bird saved basketball, but I think Magic changed basketball. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think Bird That's changed true. it. I think Bird was just the best at what he what was going right. On at the right. Time. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. All right. So will Kareem Magic, MJ, LeBron. You might you might be able to get away with Iverson. Iverson changed it culturally. And
1: well no, you know, in the game, yeah, know, uh, hand checking. Small guard, small guards who shoot. Literally, yeah. hand checking was small guards would handle who score for like, you know, score first point guard. That that was that was right. Iverson. Before right. that, that would right. all point guards are pretty if, you much. You know
0: what? I'll give you Iverson if you're gonna give me LeBron. Yeah. Um <laughs> and Steph. That's yeah. it. Literally, that is it. Like the man has literally, and again, I argue, not for the better. This is not right. a discussion of whether he changed the g- game for the better. Like I personally don't like the game now, how it's played now from the three point line. Like I don't. But he changed the basket. He changed basketball, and you you look at kids all around this country right now. Who are they trying to be like? Steph Curry. Steph. Literally Steph. Steph. And he did all of this wearing fucking Under Armour think about that shit like oh man no look the dude is incredible man and the fact that we've we've literally made stupid arguments to knock him down oh he's just a shooter oh he's just this oh he need he needed KD to win championships like people for people for conveniently forget that he won a championship without KD it KD didn't 70- win a championship without Steph right and then they were 73 and 9 the next day they were 73 and 9 the year after and arguably a Draymond suspension and Kyrie and LeBron, both playing a stretch of basketball for about three games. That was just beyond worldly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and a phenomenal block away from winning. And I know I'm doing a lot of ifs, but realistically it was that close and Steph to his credit was injured in that series. Yeah. He was hurt.
1: If they win that series, that's the best team ever.
0: Or at least in the discussion for being best team ever. Right. Like, what more do you want from this guy? Like, I I don't understand it. And I make the argument now, if Clay Thompson does not get hurt in 2019, they win game six. And I'm, right. I will go to my grave saying they beat the Raptors in game seven. They might have. Again, we don't know. We'll never know. Right. Never know. But <laughs> this man literally has a unique set of circumstances happened to him. He would probably have five championships.
1: <laughs> In a stretch of like six years. But the fact that he even has one, right? Like people, yeah. like, we, I just talked about Alan Iverson. Iverson made the finals one time. Right. And got smacked. Like there are so many players who never win a championship. This man has won three three championships and two nvps and was the catalyst on all three championships like and you could already argue you've ever seen
0: right like, what and else do you want right right and it's just like the level of disrespect this man gets oh he's this or he's just a shooter or he's light-skinned or blah 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 or he's goofy like i've heard uh, oh he's goofy who gives a fuck i don't care if he dances and he giggles and he's and he's you know he's wholesome like who gives a shit you know they want to bag on his wife. Like, who cares? This man is a fucking great player. Yeah, he's a great player. And like, oh, how bad that he's a wholesome guy and that he's religious and that you know he's a good. Guy. He's from all you or anything you read and hear. He's a good guy, really good guy, affable, likable. Who cares? He's great, and all those things are just bonuses. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, if he was if he was a shitty person, I would still say he's a great player. Right. And I see people on Twitter, oh, like, oh, well, Steph's doing this year what James Harden did it for years in Houston. So what's the difference? I'm like, no. First of all, James Harden can't hold a fucking candle to Steph. I'm sorry. I, I don't care. I'm sorry. He's just Steph Curry is twice the player that James Harden is. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, have, I will argue and I will debate anybody on that. And. Oh, by the way, Steph Curry's won a championship. He's led teams to finals and championships as and James Harden has led what? A stripper brigade? Like what is he <laughs> what is he led? People to a little baby video? Like what 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 was he led? Nothing. Like, so stop. Like again, we, we find little nuances and caveats to try to disrespect this man and they all fall apart because at the end of the day, this man is fucking incredible. And I think that people are finally this year starting like, oh shit. This dude is incredible
1: and he, he might be better than the years he won an MVP. Yeah. His team is just not performing with him. That's really what it is. No. Um, Yeah. No.
0: And as far as the MVP, man, I do think they need to make the playoffs. Like, I think, I think there is something for, you know, your team at least has to make the playoffs to win an MVP. I do believe that. Um, You know, you can't finish the 12th seed and win the MVP. I, I, I do think there is a limit. Obviously, there's levels to this. But I mean, like, I, I was arguing with Just this week. I'm like, if he makes the eighth seed, like just this team making the eighth seed is, 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 and with the season that he's had, he should win the MVP. And Just's point, and for those who haven't listened and you guys, and I'm not saying don't definitely go check out that conversation, but his point is like, well, it, it would just seem very narrative driven, but I'm like, it all MVP awards are narrative driven. All of them beginning of time. All MVPs have been narrative driven. Right. Like, and his thing is like, oh, well, it just it would just feel like another Russell Westbrook winning the MVP based on narratives. And I'm like, yeah, but the the precedent has already been set. Like Russell Westbrook won an MVP. And I would argue Steph is what Steph is doing is more impressive than what Russell Westbrook's doing in the year he was doing it. So you could argue that. Whatever. Yeah. He should win the MVP. He's the MVP right now. He has been the best player in basketball this year he without a doubt to me he has been the best player in basketball
1: he's been he's up there for sure i mean lately it's he's been just like lately
0: like, but i mean all year yeah. really all year outside of like a couple handful of games where he's been off or whatever he's been phenomenal all year long yeah all year long the team and he's just had some
1: really bad performances i think right. I mean, the guys
0: that you thought were like, gonna be better like i thought Ubre was gonna
1: be a steal for Yeah, that, they got he has blown died. up F out man a few times like and Steph had an ankle injury so he was out he was out right the he missed the the, the the tail the,
0: the the tailbone injury he missed yeah. like four or five he's i think he missed like five games um five or six games something like that so yeah it, it, it's not a perfect argument but honestly it's a wide open year it's a year where there's really like you don't have your familiar you know you don't have your iconic superstars that are leading the right. pack in lebron KD. <laughs> You know, you, you don't have a year where you have a unanimous pick where it's like, Oh yeah, give it to LeBron. I would argue LeBron was probably the guy that was gonna win it before his injury. I would yeah. argue. Yeah, I I probably I think um, so too. but even this year, I, I, Embiid has missed time. Embiid missed what, a month? Yeah, Yokic game though. Yeah. Yokic Jokic is the front runner. Jokic is the front runner, but you know, I, I would argue Steph has been better than Jokic this year, as a player. Now The other argument is also, what do you view the MVP as? Is the MVP the most valuable player? Because then that's a separate argument. Is the MVP the most outstanding player? Because that's a separate argument. Is the MVP the best player on the best team? Because then that's a separate argument, right? Like, so it's, and it's not moving the goalposts. It's like, I feel like as, as, as a sport, in any sport, we really never really defined what an MVP is, right? It's just a term. But we've all just interpreted that term to mean whatever, to build our... That's why I've always said MVPs right. have always been narrative awards. Because on a given year, it's given to the most quote-unquote valuable player. On right. a given year, it's given to the best player on the best team. <laughs> and on other years, it's been given to the most outstanding player in the league for that particular year. So it just depends on what you want to view the MVP as.
1: Wait, she 31 points a game. Didn't even realize it was that high. Yeah. 31 a game. Wow. For just a shooter. (laughs) 31, (laughs) six and five. And a (laughs) steal game. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's literally dragging that team to any sort of playoff contention. That's a testament to him, man. And he's playing without a second best player. And Draymond, who's been in and out of the lineup. Right. I mean, I don't know what else. I mean, again, it's a year where it's wide open. Like honestly, if someone if Jok if Jokic got it, I I wouldn't be upset. If Embiid got it, I wouldn't be upset. But honestly, like if I had a vote, I'm I'm voting for Steph. Like I just don't know who else
1: you You, you don't mean adjuster to. on that on that Chris Paul train, right? Oh yeah. <laughs>
0: Look and and look, even Chris Paul deserves a vote. Like, sure,
1: Um, I'm not against because again, it's it's it's
0: again, it's a wide open year. It feels like one of those years, like you know how in like baseball when there's like those wide open years where like there's not there's not like like clear cut definitive MVP, so they give it to like a closer or to a starting pitcher. (laughs) Yeah, like this is what (laughs) this is what this type of year feels like, where it's like there's not a clear cut guy, so you just this is this is the type of year that like a staff would win it or should win it. When there's not like that clear cut pick where it's like, yep, give it to him. I guess the most clear cut would be Jokic.
1: Yeah, I I think Jokic plays every game. For some reason, the media has had a hard on for him since week one, which is really interesting. Um, I understand he's having a good season, you know, from a stats perspective, but the Nuggets kind of been underperforming until they got Aaron Mm -hmm. Gordon. And that's when they started performing where they should have been performing, and then Jamal Murray went down. Right. So it's like yeah. I, I don't understand what narrative you're coming up with with Jokic. It just kind of seems like, oh, he's really good, and we like watching him play. Therefore, it's giving him. And a he's award. white, and he's really good. I don't know I don't know if it's all that,
0: but <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't, it's probably I mean, not that. But I, I, that helps.
1: Yeah. That I, helps. I, I just haven't heard really the case for Jokic. It just seems like, yeah, he's the MVP, and most people just kind of accept it. Like, okay,
0: yeah. And it's not like, again, and that's been my thing. Like, I'm I'm more in favor of Embiid winning it than Jokic per se, because I feel like at least better. Philly, the team's better at least yeah. statistically. And they've been there pretty much all year, as opposed to the Nuggets, which literally until like two weeks ago were
1: a disappointment. Right. Like, it's, there was a stretch this year where the Nuggets were like the seventh seed. Yeah. So he's so, averaging 26 to 11 and nine. Well, that's really impressive, actually. Yeah. I mean, look, look the Joker is incredible.
0: I, I we're, we're not trying to devalue his greatness. Like He's great. But again, that's why I don't get really caught up in these MVP discussions because I feel like, again, every year... You can year, make a case it's, for, it's, for so many people this year. He really could. Yeah, you could make a case. And again, it's a, it's a narrative
1: award. It really is. It, it's 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 a narrative-driven award. Just just what narrative do you want to attach yourself to? Right. Jeez, and beat 30 and 11. God. Thirty and eleven,
0: yeah, <laughs> monster man. I'm still, I'm still, I'm still not selling. I'm not buying the Sixers yet. I, 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 still don't trust that team. I really don't. I know it's, I know it's, I know it's, it's heresy to say that because everybody just assumes that they'll be in the Eastern Conference Finals. But I, I got to see it with that team.
1: I understand. I understand that. I, I get that. I, I bl- that team I has it. been such a letdown, such a cock tease yeah. for like three years. That, I think Doc uh, Rivers does make a difference. I mean, I don't think I think Doc might be a little overrated as a coach because he wanted to title try title to, try to with the with the Celtics. He massively un, underperformed in L.A., but yeah. I do think he's a massive upgrade over Brett Brown. I think he's he is Ben Simmons better, and I think Tobias is very comfortable with him. And ben, and and Bead is having the best career a year of his career under Doc because I think Doc has been like yo, stop playing games, get to the post yeah. and dominate. So I do think this team is better and they are closer to their ceiling than they ever were under Brett.
0: I agree with that. But again, I still trust is earned and I gotta, yeah, I gotta see it though. I gotta I see it. this. Team Just no one else needs really scares me. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. And so. to me, the thing I've always had with Embiid is that there's a lot of Dwight Howard in Orlando in him, where it's like when things get tough, you wonder if Embiid is, I get what you're saying, is built for it. Yeah. This is the only thing. It's the only thing with, with Embiid. You wonder if like, you know, get off, stop being a troll on Twitter and right. get in the gym, get in shape, and be the best basketball player that you can be. And so far this year I had to shut up. He's he's been that. Yeah. Now finish the deal. Get to a conference final. If they get to a conference final, I have nothing negative to say about MB. So we'll see. We will see. We, we shall see. But yeah, Steph, Steph Curry, and it's a very simplistic discussion we we're we're having with Steph because it's like, what else can you say? I mean, the right. man is the stats speak for themselves. He's won three championships. We just made a case that he could he could easily have two more championships on top of that. Like, I just don't know what the level of dis- I don't. I don't get it. I, I have my theories with with Steph why he gets constantly disrespected disrespected by a segment of basketball guys. Um, but it's just, it's, I I don't get it, man. Again, these arguments are slowly just becoming stupid by the day. Right. Because the guy just continues to just do something incredible each day that just, and again, he's
1: 33. He's unreal. He's, he's, he's made in a lab. I'm convinced. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. He's, he's, he's unreal. He should be the MVP. I know, I think me and you kind of differ on that. I think you're cool with him winning the MVP, but you're pretty much kind of like... NBA I don't really MVP. have a horse this year.
1: There's not someone I feel really passionate about. I I, I like I the CP3 narrative just because I feel like a lot of what he does doesn't go... It, it goes unseen. I think you know having a p- past first point guard and someone who can just command the floor the way he does, I don't think it's a coincidence that the Suns are the 2 seed this year when mm-hmm. adding Chris Paul. You yeah. know, from being out of the playoffs, out of the play-in play game, to the number two seed. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that Chris Paul knows how to run a freaking offense and everybody feels comfortable and just having that there's a value to a pass first. Yeah. Think about other point guard that I think cannot just be like,
0: I just think cp three gets overrated sometimes. I don't like I I do. I think, I think my biggest issue with cp three has been with the Clippers were years where I thought he was the problem. I thought he skated by and everybody blamed Blake. Like everything that happened with that team was always Blake's fault, and like CP3 kind of escaped
1: criticism. They didn't like and each other. Like that, that they, team just didn't get along. They
0: didn't get along, and but I felt like CP3 kind of went unscathed in criticism and blame, and it all just became Blake's fault. And it was just that's like I, I always kind of felt like that was unfair. Plus, that's fair. you know. Plus, like CP3, for all of his greatness, for all of his, you know, you know, he's the greatest leader, whatever Charles Barkley says. It's a guy that's basically gotten to one conference final in his entire career. And he hasn't played with scrubs, you know, so let's not start that narrative that he's played with bums. Like he's played with, and there's been big moments where he's come up small. So he's also come up big in big moments. He's come up big too. Look, Chris Paul, I say he's overrated because I think there's a segment of basketball fans that literally like everything he does is just like, Oh, Chris Paul did it. So it's great. Right. So I think that, there is an aspect of him that I think is overrated, but I'm not arguing his greatness as a basketball player and as a point guard. He's phenomenal. I just think that again, for as great as he's been in his career, a couple more conference finals appearances, especially with the Clippers. Like again, with the Clippers, like this is a guy that literally had a 25 point lead in a game six in his building against a lowly Rockets team and blew that. Like, and you want to say Doc Rivers gets blamed for that? Yeah, CP3 should get blamed for that too. But somehow it just yeah. became Blake. Blake, and DeAndre Jordan. And CP3 was like, oh, well, poor CP3. The fact that he had to deal with these idiots. Like, yeah, what? I, Blake, I, no, no, he And that gets...
1: was the year to win it all, too. That was, that was year. their they year. Were, if they were going to yeah, win I it all, that, that was year. the year. That
0: was the year. That yeah. was the year. And um Yeah. Yeah. So. It's it's going to be interesting. I think that the the MVP discussion this year is fun. I'm usually not involved in it as much because I think, like again, every year it's a narrative thing, and it just depends on what narrative you want to go by. But I do think it's a it's a worthwhile discussion this year because again, the quirks of the season and and again that there isn't any real clear cut like yep, give it to this guy. Um, So I think it's interesting. I think it's going to be an interesting discussion. But I think if he finishes at this pace and they get in. I think it's going to be hard to to make an argument to not give it to Steph, especially depends when the, the precedent finish.
1: has already been set with Russell Westbrook. It depends on the finish. It really does. I mean, yeah. the Nuggets are off to fourth seed. I, I think, I think it's Jokic just to lose. I really do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, not, and, 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 and with that, I'm, if you said CP three is the MVP, if, if CP three won the MVP, I wouldn't be bad. If Jokic won the MVP, I would not be bad. If Embiid won the MVP, I would not be bad. I, I think they're all uniquely deserving. I really do. So, you know, hell, even, even Julius Randle should get some MVP votes. Why not? You know, why you not? You can make a case for it. You, you can, absolutely, you, yeah, especially, especially these, these last couple weeks. I, I, I think you can absolutely make the case, right? Hell yeah. So, so yeah, it's interesting. Man, what world do we live in? Police officers are getting convicted. <laughs> One anyway. Um, the Knicks are relevant. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a crazy it's a world.
1: simulation, Manny. That's what we're a, in right now. Yeah.
0: It's, it's, or it's like, it's 1984. It's like Orwellian It's a, it's a twilight zone type of thing. So I'm feeling, man, I think that's a good way to close the show. We're we living in an Orwellian world. We'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll see what next week brings. <clears throat> Maybe another police officer will get convicted. Who knows, oh, man. But Hey, you know, cops have the hardest job, on the <laughs> not people that build the spaceships in NASA, <laughs> not, uh, you know, not sanitation workers, cops. Cops have the hardest job and, and it should be, you know. we better fact, we should start a GoFundMe. You know, we'll do that. We'll start a <laughs> GoFundMe to just sponsor a local cop in your
1: community because he has <laughs> the hardest job. Man, you would start that as a joke, but then I think there'd be certain conservatives like, "Oh my god, this is such a great idea," and they would run with it
0: yeah. and yeah. do
1: it in their own towns. They, they, they would. I'm sure they would. I'm, I'm, I'm
0: positive they would. Absolutely. So, <laughs> you, yeah. In the uh I was just thinking. I was just thinking. Can you fucking imagine? Oh my god! I literally was just playing that song in my head as you were saying. Oh my so, god. Yeah. Oh, man. That's it, man. We're going to get up out of here. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Cops have the hardest job, man. Okay. Matter of fact, start a podcast. You know what? I'm volunteering to produce a podcast called Cops Have It Bad. We'll just interview (laughs) local cops each and every week. And we could just go an hour and tell me how shitty
1: and hard your job is compared to everybody else. My cop friend tells me that he's bored 99% of the time. They're just like sitting in their cars doing nothing. Which I also think is kind of part of the problem because once they get a call, all of a sudden, it's like, yeah, it's like heroin, high. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And look, I'm I'm joking and I'm tongue in cheeking it. Look, cops do have hard jobs, not saying it, but I. But again, to make that the excuse why you're killing people and it's justified, yeah, nah, nah, man. But
1: all right, we're gonna get about it here, Josh. Anything for the listeners before we get out of here? the dime with josh rodriguez episodes drop on thursday follow it at the dime nba uh look it up the dime with josh rodriguez on all podcast platforms um that's it for now i have other things in the works but i can't announce yeah we time.
0: got we got things coming man big things coming hopefully yeah hopefully hey my mom used to say you want things to happen you speak it into existence so yeah we're gonna speak those into existence right. not a, at least not on air <laughs> we're going to speak about Right, today. right, right. Off, offline, uh, offline, offline. Uh, yeah, man, as always, thank you guys for listening, subscribing. You guys know the deal. If you like the podcast, subscribe, listen, all that good stuff. Please drop us a review. If you like what, what we're, what you're listening to, five stars, please on all platforms. You can find this podcast on all platforms and you can follow this podcast on Twitter at AGS Pod, Instagram, AGS Podcast, Facebook any given Sunday, yada, 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 yada. You can Follow me on Twitter at TheEmmanuelBrown, Brown, Instagram TheEmmanuelBrown, Brown, Facebook Emmanuel Brown. Been getting a lot of followers lately. I it's, it's a good thing. So yeah, people people are catching on. They're 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 uh, following. I've been getting messages saying they like the show. I'm just telling people that take that, drop a review. So uh, yeah, all the reviews, all the kind words are all very much appreciated. So I don't I don't want to I don't want to take that for granted. I really do appreciate all the kind words that we're getting. Josh and I both are. Um, people are reaching out and saying that they really dig what we're doing. So it's really dope. So I really appreciate that. So yeah. Yeah. So keep listening, keep supporting, man. We'll try to try to keep doing the damn thing every week. So yeah, that's it. Uh, also. Yeah. Definitely check out. I love baseball. Took a, took a load management week as I called it. Uh, we'll be back next week with episode, uh episode six of the podcast. I uh, got a guest lined up. Don't want to reveal anything yet, but Once I get it confirmed, I will plug that on Twitter and you guys can check that out. So yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, me and Josh are out of here. Hopefully you guys have a happy, safe, blessed week for Josh Rodriguez. I'm Manny Brown. We are out of here.
1: Peace. Peace.